Tell those kids that I love them. Tell those kids that I love them. Tell those kids that I love them. Tell them, tell them now. Welcome to Super House Podcast Listeners, episode 101. How did we beat episode 100? I don't know, but me and Andrew are going to do it. We're going to do it right, the way we always do it here at Super House Podcast. Uh, break it down for you. We're going to talk about uh, Stephens in Vietnam. We're just going to discuss that and how jealous we are, probably. <laughs> um, then we're going to break down that Avengers 3 trailer for you, some reaction time. And then we're also going to do the Batman Ninja trailer, because we love comic book shit here on Super House. Then we're going to discuss... Uh, Disney's still trying to take over Fox. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it because you guys want to hear about it. Um, and then I'm going to run down four movies for you guys. This is Maddie, by the way. Four <laughs> movies for you guys um, that I watched. Uh, there's a lot of trash, a good one. And then Andrew, classic Andrew, has just seen a phenomenal film called Silence of the Lambs. And we're going to talk about that shit because I love Hannibal Lecter so much. So get ready, strap in. It's happening right now. Maddie, that was one hell of an intro, man. Thank you for that. Uh, so it's just us right now. Joey might join us uh, for a second. He's also traveling. Um, but anyway, speaking of traveling, let's move right the fuck on into it. You know, uh, if you know Superhouse at all, you know Stefan, and he's currently in Vietnam. He's taking mm-hmm. a two-month vacation. Uh, and we wanted to just touch on that for a bit just because people might be like, where the fuck is Stefan? And, you know, he's going to be gone for a bit. He might chime in from here and like from, you know, here and there. But uh, it might be just recorded stuff that he sends us. And then we just uh, put that in there in the episode. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, I've never been to Vietnam. I've, I've been to Asia. I've been to Japan and Korea. Um, just the airport, though, but mainly Japan anyway. Um, it's cool that he's in Vietnam. I wanted travel to be a part of Superhouse uh, from the beginning. That's just my own little thing I wanted to add. And I mean, Joey has done it. Johnson's done it. Maddie, I know you're going to do it soon. Hopefully this year uh, or 2018. Hell, I mean, shit, dude. Seattle would count if you move there or anywhere would count. Um, anyway, um, what else can we say about this, Maddie? I don't know. I miss him. I know he's not been gone that long. We don't live in the same state, but I, I miss him. I miss him. I'm going to miss him these Sundays. Two months. That's too long. I know. I don't, man. Know, I don't even know how the listeners feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it. It's weird because I thought he was. I, he said, I'm going on a vacation to Vietnam. I'm thinking, all right, a week, two weeks. Yeah. And then he, he, like, very nonchalantly one time, he's like, Oh, uh, two months. I was like, "What the fuck? Are you serious, bro?" <laughs> I was like, "All right, man. That's 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 not even a vacation. That's like a short. That's like you you live there. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Like, two months is enough to know like a little bit of the, like what you should and shouldn't do in Vietnam and like cultural things and like you know. I mean, if it's two weeks, that's that that's a vacation. Two weeks. Yeah, Once you yeah, get in yeah. that third week, it's like all right, extended vacay. Once you hit that month, it's like oh, you've spent a month there. And then I'm that paying, second month, I'm paying I mean, taxes here, man. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm excited for him. Uh, I mean, I think it would be awesome. I would have loved to have gone, but circumstances and whatnot. I mean, I think has kept us all here. I yeah. think the big plan is is a super house trip at some point. Once that would be know, awesome. 
get settled in places we want to be and you know either that or we get closer to one another and all that because we are spread out right now so hopefully that'll be happening but yeah man I'm, I'm hoping we get some like more tidbits he did post some pictures um recently so we'll have to put those on the superhouse podcast if they're not on there i forgot where i saw them at because listen, i'm a popular guy i got, got a lot of facebook feed to go through guys <laughs> but wow um, yeah not really that was a joke get to your head man it's getting to your head already like you said i mean i'm ready for i'm ready for the fame right i mean we got that i, I was gonna ask while we're talking about this you posted that twitter poll correct yeah i did Who's just winning? to see what the fuck uh dude let me take a look right now um all right so i posted a twitter poll who's your favorite superhouse host and who's your favorite Superhouse correspondent? So let's take a look on Twitter right now for the live feed on this shit. We've only had four votes. Maddie, you are winning. Yes. I knew <laughs> it. I knew it in my heart of hearts. <laughs> Thank uh, you to the four people who voted. I mean, maybe just two people voted for me, but I'm going to assume it's four. No, All it's for me. two. Okay. That's what you got. Two. Right, I'll take it. Stefan's got one. I've got one. Joey has zero. But the thing is, Joey's not on as much either. So there, that's probably part of the factor there. Um, I'll vote for Joey. That'll be my vote. We'll, we'll yeah. even it out so everybody feels loved here. Uh, favorite Superhouse correspondent one, I put Ben Juan, make, uh, Rakeoff, Portman, and Bender on there. Mm -hmm. And there's only been two votes, and they're both for Rakeoff. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I'm going to have to vote for Ben. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to stay out of it. I think I have to stay out of it. I got to be. It's I love dangerous. It's too dangerous. I love everyone just, involved with Super Alice podcast, so I can't, I can't join sides. Man, I was just trying to, you know, uh, drum up some. Uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, you know, when you're 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 interacting with your audience. I thought maybe that that maybe that would have been a good one. I mean, I thought you were trying to tear us apart. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. I mean, no, that wasn't the case. But I can see how it can be construed that way. It's going to my head, I know. I got those two votes. It's already there. I know I'm the best one, so you know. I'm just going to branch off and do my own podcast. Fuck you guys. Well, you got the popularity for it. Yeah, I got those two listeners. I'm on my way. <laughs> um, let's let's see what else. So we're still talking about Stefan in Vietnam. I do want to see uh, what video Stefan's going to have, if he's going to have any. If, Stefan, if you listen to this episode, send us some footage. I'll edit it together, man, because I know you can't edit while you're on vacation. That's too much work. Mm -hmm. And, man, I want to see if, like, you will this change you? Shit like that, you know? So I guess we'll see. Two, two months in Nam. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm hoping we can get him and uh, a mutual friend of ours, Chris, on for just, like, something. Or we'll get some Chris antics. Uh, I'm excited to see what Stefan has to, to just throw up i don't even care what it is like if it's just random videos of a night out like i i kind of need it you know some debauchery oh, yeah exactly yeah anything really i've been wanting to go to vietnam myself man i think that it seems like it's a pretty cool spot to go to and the food's good the food's interesting because the french occupied vietnam for a long time oh, yeah. so that's why you get those banh mi they're like baguettes <laughs> good they're so fucking they're baguettes with fucking Vietnamese meat in them. So it's like French Vietnamese fusion food. So, I, I mean, that, that shit's great, right? Oh, yeah. Have you never had one? Oh, dude. Yes, I've had. Oh, dude, I, I never even heard of the shit until I fucking moved to L.A. And there was a there was a Vietnamese food truck in Santa Monica. And I tried it. And I was like, bon me. It sounds good. And, yeah, it's yeah. really good, man. Yeah, I had mine in Chicago. There's like a little out of the way place that I totally forget the name of it now. It might not even be there. 
but I was dating a girl who was like, oh, have you ever had this? And I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> and she was like, it's a sandwich. And I was like, oh, I do love sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's, Man. it's like one of the easiest Asian foods for an American to eat, probably. Yeah, it's great. I mean, if you've never had one, you're listening uh, and you like trying new foods and stuff, it's great. Uh, it can get spicy at times. Just make sure, you know, you watch out for those jalapenos. Yeah. They love to throw those shits in there. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, I've had vegetarian ones and like meat ones and they've both been like spot on. Um, and I've had them at different places. And like, I really like that place in Chicago and it might be just because that's my first one. And sometimes, you know, you just love that first spot, you know, but yeah, they're generally good everywhere. I mean, it's hard to fuck up like, Oh, here's a baguette. Let's throw some meat and some like fucking yeah, right. pickled vegetables in there and some fucking yeah, yeah. jalapenos. It's really hard, but I'm, I'm sure there's bad ones, but it's really good. I, I hope Stefan's eating a shit ton of those, by the way. If Stephen, he's not. <laughs> Stefan, bro, if you want to start like the hot package of Vietnamese food, super, super house foodie section, go ahead, man. I'll edit the footage together. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, we're going to rule the world, man. Hit all the spots. You shoot it. I'll edit it, man. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else to say about that before we move on? No, it's just I've, I'm, I'm missing him. I'm missing him. Yeah. Have fun, man. All right, cool. Um, moving on from that, uh, we're going to go into a little bit of a trailer review section. We're a little bit all over the place this episode. Please forgive us, but uh, we're first going to go into actually just dropped in the middle of us talking about to, uh, in the middle of us recording this. Uh, Joey sent us the Jurassic World Two Fallen Kingdom teaser trailer. Maddie, you got that queued up? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, so we're going to watch this in three, two, one, start. Run! Run! Mm, you had me at dinos. <laughs> Whoa. So that was 16 seconds. <laughs> 16 seconds. Uh, I, All I'm right, sold. go ahead, Matty. Oh, uh, like I said, I'm sold because... Despite any of these Jurassic Park movies, if you don't like them, you only like the first one, everything else you think is shit, that's fine. Because you know what they got in them? They got dinos. And you right. know how many dino movies I get a year? Not as many as I'd like. So <laughs> fuck yeah, give me a fucking dinosaur movie. I give a shit about plot when I watch a Jurassic Park movie. I give a shit about characters. I'm only there for dinosaurs and their interactions and how, how much they kill. That's All basically right. it. <laughs> Uh, I care about story probably a little more than you do. I'm not expecting something in Criterion when I go see these things, although I think Jurassic Park 1 should probably be in Criterion. Anyway, um, not that that Old matters statement. too much, but I mean, shit, that's one of the best movies ever made. And uh, anyway, uh, this trailer, um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, 16 seconds, not really enough, but the effects look cool. The action looks pretty cool. Um, I don't know why they came back. Um, I guess I'll explain that. <laughs> uh what else i don't know it's called fallen kingdom uh is that the kingdom of man and it's time for dinosaurs to take over it's like planet of the dinosaurs see now my fucking brain's running man <laughs> i don't know what's going on here but uh yeah i'm down i mean i think that that jurassic world was the best one since the first one uh so there's that it's just the i mean getting up to the caliber of that first movie is so hard so uh i don't know i guess we'll see chris pratt's cool yeah yeah i mean sounds good yeah dude i mean i'm fucking in i fucking love dinosaurs and <laughs> it's ne i've never outgrown them like at any point dude they even said I was never, like, dinosaurs world. aren't as cool 
as the uh, oh. I'm too cool for dinosaurs. No, no one's ever said that because you're not. And if you think you are, <laughs> you're not. Remember, and we were at Superhouse in in college, and uh, we were talking about how they like the dinosaurs. Like the what do they say? The Triceratops might have never existed, or something, or they got the bones wrong, or something like that. And then Jeremy turns over to me and he says, "Jurassic Park said they were Triceratops, so there are Triceratops." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, at this point, it's like uh, you know, fine, whatever. Maybe it didn't. The bone structure isn't correct, but I mean, there is a full skull, a skull of a Triceratops, though, right? Like. It might have been it, Segasaurus or some shit, but it was some dinosaur that might have been completely wrong or something. I, I, this is news from like, or this was like a conversation from like twelve years ago at this point, but or yeah, twelve, I, twelve I know, years. I know in Jurassic Park that the Dilophosaurus in it is like is not correct because it's right. a lot larger. It doesn't have the fin thingy and the hissy noise. It didn't spit acid. It did have the fins on its oh, head though. Velociraptor. Uh, no, the Dilophosaurus, okay, the thing okay. that had the like the frill thing, uh-huh. that was not like that was just made for movies. That version that you saw in the movie, it didn't actually look like that, and like bone structure or the way like a, a dinosaur encyclopedia would show you what a Dilophosaurus looked like. And right. raptors look different too. I mean, they weren't as like reptilian looking; they were more bird like. Right. So, I mean, Jurassic Park has like it's funny. It's weird what Jurassic Park did. Is it's like, hey, let's make dinosaurs look really cool and evil you know, to a point, you know, for like the yeah. villain or the car, the, the uh, meat eaters. Um, so it's funny when you watch like, say like King Kong or something, and you see that influence of like what Jurassic Park and Stan Winston and like that crew did for dinosaurs. Right. Because it's like kind of the staple now. Like I feel like people want to go back to like the more bird like look of like how a Velociraptor actually looks but right. it's like if you introduce that now, people are like, "What the fuck is that?" And they're like, "That's a velociraptor." You're like, nah. "Listen, I know what a velociraptor looks like, and it ain't that bird <laughs> shit." Right. It's kind of weird how they've kind of set a standard. Like, you know, sometimes even though I know what these dinosaurs look like or look like, um, it's kind of weird to see like this iconic, like the iconic, like Spielberg, Stan Winston, Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Because honestly, I think we did a better job than like um nature did sorry nature you've done great you've done great but i just think it looks a lot cooler in the movie version but you know but uh yeah it's it's weird i mean i'm sure there's some shit like uh, out there like that because i mean i remember reading a book that was like because i remember like when the t-rex came out in jurassic park there was a lot of like people were like oh it can't see you and it's like no t-rex had pretty good eyesight and it's like okay and then it's like it couldn't swim or it could swim. Who know, you know, it's like all this controversy around what a T-Rex could and couldn't do. And I was like, I still love you, Jurassic Park, even if you got some things <laughs> wrong. But yeah. yeah. I mean, there was actually there's a line in Jurassic World where the scientist is like, he says something to the effect of, uh, we don't even know if these things are exactly right. We just did our best with the genetic engineering or there's some line like that where they try to explain away uh, the look of the, the dinosaurs. They say in Jurassic park too. Good enough. That's fine. Yeah. There's a mention of it in Jurassic uh, park because they say they inserted frog DNA. So that kind of like, right, right, right. Kind of explains the different look for them. Um, but I feel like most people who like grow it, like if you grew up reading like any kind of dinosaur book and then you're like watching Jurassic Park, 
and all the other Jurassic Park sequels. It's like, that's kind of like your niche. Like that's what dinosaurs, like to me, that's what dinosaurs look like, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We grew up with that. Like that was the big fucking movie for us. Like, yes, that was the first time that CG and like practical effects had ever like coexisted in like, it had been done well. It looks you know? amazing even now. I know. I mean, there's only like one scene that I'm like, ah. yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's CG, which is the part at night when the T-Rex is running. Yeah. There's a part of it just like looks kind of off, but that's only because I've seen so many fucking movies and I don't know if it's a good thing, but I love <laughs> movies. So I want to watch a lot of them. It's an achievement nonetheless. I mean, yeah. <sighs> I, that brontosaurus yeah. scene is still fucking dope. Like when they see the first dinosaurs, that scene still like moves me and I think it looks flawless. A lot of the Raptor stuff is also flawless in that movie. Then that final fight scene is dope. Ugh, love it. I know it's hard to separate these things, but as far as like, if you take away story and just think about the pacing, I, what I've read before was that Terminator two and Jurassic park one are the most perfectly paced action films of all time. And that's just, you know, one writer's opinion, but I thought that was a really interesting thing. Um, I told this to one guy at work and he was like, no, Conan, number one is the most perfectly paced. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, man, whatever. I'm not trying that to. That guy was waiting fight. for that conversation, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. It seemed, it seemed <laughs> no, like it. Conan. Conan is. <laughs> I haven't seen Conan in so long, though, man. I fucking can't even remember. Dude, and it's probably just like a, um, you know, like, I know a lot of the guys that some of these guys we've talked to and they're older than us. So it's like, yes, I, but I agree. I think like the, per, I think Jurassic Park's perfectly paced at no point. Am I ever like bored or yeah, like yeah. Terminator 2 also is just like a fucking action extravaganza. There's just like Terminator 2 is great because there's just enough time for you to breathe. Yes. Throughout yes, it. yes. You know, you're like, okay. And then there's like, oh shit, here's another action scene. You're like, deep breath. Okay. You know, it's. I mean, I get it. I mean, those are like, I think those are staple like action, like blockbuster films. Like, I think you kind of have to adhere to a lot of like what they set up, you know, like, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it can be debated and I'm sure there, you know, people might get on and be like, oh no, it's Conan. It's this, it's this, it's this, you know. Ultimately but, subjective, but I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, you know, it's like saying Godfather's the best film of all time. It's like, okay, maybe a lot of film people agree with that, but you know what I mean? Like it's all this stuff. All the stuff is objective. Yeah, subjective. Um, what else oh, yeah. we got? So I think it's about time to move on to the big trailer. Avengers. That everyone's Story. fucking excited for. Hint at the news section uh, later. Just tying this in. This is the most viewed trailer of all time in 24 hours. 240 million views across all websites in 24 hours. Man, that's I mean, 10 million views an hour. <laughs> I mean, did they? I mean, I watched it twice, so I, mean, I watched it like three or four times. This will be my third going in, and my first like seeing it on a bigger screen than my phone, which I think is the worst way to watch a trailer, honestly. Yeah, that's fine. My first time was on a phone too. Uh, so you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this is uh, the first real trailer for Infinity War, well, Avengers three. So starting in three, two, one, start. What planet is this? I do. I don't fucking know. Looks like there's some activity on the planet too. Yeah. Shit exploding or something. Yeah. I thought they brought back this Doctor Strange guy. I forget his oh, name. Oh yeah, he was great. Yeah, I forget too. 
I feel bad. I did not notice that he was in human form because I know Paul Bettany so well. Yeah. The first time I watched it. No, I saw it. I was like, that's cool. I like that he like took a human form. I don't know if I like it, man. I don't know if I like that blonde hair. You know, everybody's been commenting that's on that. I'm, I'm, you know what? She's a spy, so maybe she's just changing her hair all the time. I, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like... We'll get into it, <laughs> but I don't know. I just... Yeah. A, a friend of mine who like likes these movies and isn't like a huge comic book reader was like, I just look at her and see Scarlett Johansson. I don't see Black Widow. And I was like, right. I get that. I get that because that's who I see. The Spidey you know? sense shit is awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. So great. This shot is cool. Run from it. You know she stole that Tesseract. Yep, I know. I don't know how I feel about this get up, by the way. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, it's whatever. But the Spider-Man suit, I need it. Yeah, Look at no, that shit. This is dope. This is epic as fuck. Yeah, that's epic as fuck. Oh, a bearded cap. Mm. I know, cap. This score is so good, man. Oh, yeah, no. The music has always been top-notch, like, in the actual film. I don't know about for the, the trailers. It's questionable. That shot's amazing. All them running. Well, yeah. <laughs> this score, man. This is oh, yeah. the shit. Who the hell are you guys? You so, know, my only ahead. complaint with the end there is I wish someone would have said something dumb. <laughs> you know, like the Avenger, the... Uh, um, the uh, guardians would have said something dumb like they would have just been like just something funny you know at the end instead of just like like a mantis waving it's like yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah. it would have been like you know like this is like like who the fuck are you or something like some kind of funny moment like because this is the first time meeting and thor and stuff and it's like ah you know i wanted to do something a little more but um, i was wanting yeah. that to be at the end of Thor Ragnarok. I thought we were going to. Oh, get I agree. Yeah. I, you know, I love me some Jeff Goldblum, but that would have been a much cooler, like, yeah, man, segue. Like, just like the applause in the theater would have been ridiculous. I mean, everybody wants to see how. Uh, I mean, a Chris Pratt is going to be with humans again, and also, I mean, Rocket Raccoon, man. See oh, him so interact with all the rest of the people, like Iron Man and shit. It's going to be hilarious. Oh. I only need Hulk talking to Rocket. They need to team <laughs> up with Root. I need that team up right Dude, away. There's a rumor. It's just a rumor, but apparently they do. Oh, well, I mean, it's fucking, I mean, I watch a lot of movies, and I, I, I think I can make a solid film, and I think that's what they should do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why would yeah. you team up the, like, the weirdos together, you know? Also, size difference, too. It's just interesting to yeah. watch. You know what I'm saying? It'd be great. I mean, there's like Hulk, like Rocket at some points, like throw me, and Hulk's like, huh? And he's like, throw me. You know, it'd be fucking great. It'd be almost like the Wolverine, but you're not gonna get Wolverine in Avengers, you know, because of Fox and all that shit, which we'll get into later. But I'm I'm scrubbing through it now, and I know Joey answered this in the chat, but that person that they throw the spear at, 
and then yeah, the person catches it. That's not really yeah. defined in the trailer itself, though, right? Joey just knows that because he's a huge Marvel nerd. Well, yeah, I mean, I've watched like a breakdown, and that that the person who throws the spear is supposed to be one of like Thanos's like children or okay. whatever, whatever they're called. Which I'm gonna butcher this because I don't like you know I've I've read the, the Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, but honestly, there's so many fucking characters that aren't even going to be in this Avengers movie. Oh yeah, you know, Silver and, Surfer and, so, and shit. Yeah, so I mean, they're changing a lot of the, they're changing a lot of like how this is going to go down versus the comic. But I know he does have like, Thanos does have some henchmen, but I don't know who who did Joey say who catches it or like who dodges it. Oh man, you know what I? I think people see, said it's most... Black Panther. Is it? Is it? I mean, he's the only one who wears all black, and that's the only thing I could kind of see. I, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell with this trailer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it. I just like going through it. Uh, Scarlett Johansson having blonde hair. I get she's an assassin, but it's like Black Widow has had red hair forever, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, why at this, like, this big event, you know? I mean, I don't even know if they need to explain it. I'm just going to kind of accept it. But a friend, like I said, a friend was like, I just see Scarlett Johansson and I don't see Black Widow. And I was like, I think that's kind of important. Like when you go like, like when I look at Chris Evans, even though he's beard and has longer hair, I still see cap, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just because he has the iconic suit on now, if he like, you know, like if, you know, he doesn't have a shield in here. So if he's not using the cap shield for a lot of this movie, I might be like, man, eh, what's going on here? You know? But right. I just feel like, like Black Widow, like it's, you know, she's always had red hair, even though the styling's different or the cuts different it's always been that kind of red hair. And I just, I don't know. I don't like to be a stickler for those things, but it's like, ah, you know, come on. Like it's red hair. Like what, like at this point she's like, no, no more, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she, they did that. Um, I don't think it'll be any kind of deal breaker though. I mean, at no point am I going to watch this movie and be like, you know, I did. I love this movie 99.9%, but, but that 1%, makes me give it a 40% because Scarlett Johansson had blonde hair in it. Trash movie. Trash, trash, <laughs> trash. No, like, not at all. I'm excited. Her action scene looks cool. Like, when she's doing that, like, fighting tour in the in one of the scenes real quick. Yeah. It's like, I've loved all of her fight scenes and all of her film. Like, any, any introduction she's had in any of the films she's been in as Black Widow have been great. So I'm excited to see her. I'm excited to see her and Mark Ruffalo and the Hulk get back together. Oh, I mean, that's what we want, right? Like, we want to see if that relationship's going to evolve. I don't know. That's what I'm here for. I'm only here for the love story, guys. I don't care about anything <laughs> else. Thanos, fuck Thanos. I just want to say real quick, I'm not sold on Thanos's look. I thought when I first saw it, I was like, that's kind of cool. But if he's going to walk around in, like, his dad wardrobe, not into it. Like, I need him in Thanos garb. I need him with some fucking cool-ass armor. and Because he doesn't look menacing to me, you know? I'm just like, ah, I think like that. that we'll, they've been so comic accurate. I think that we'll see him put on the helmet and everything. I know. I just feel like it's going to be like, oh, I have all the infinity stones. So now I'm going to put on my armor and it's like, but he wears that suit through the whole fucking comic. And I'm not saying you can't change it up or lessen it. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I just wanted Thanos to like, come on and like see the suit, you know, I'd just be like, fuck, he's here. And then when I saw it, and then you see all like the memes and people are like making fun of him and like, and it's like, ah, dude, I don't know, you know. 
I just like to see him use each of the stones like the, Oh, that power was time. That power was soul. That power was whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to see the different powers of the stones all together, the time gem or stone or whatever. It's looking like he just has blue and purple in this trailer, which, and he's, he's gathering the yellow one, which is what soul gem, mind gem. Uh, you but broke it's not it down on other people have, but so. Yeah, so that apparently he's going to take it from uh, Loki because he's got the Tesseract one, the blue one. Yeah. And then the purple one is from Guardians of the Galaxy, so he's gotten that one somehow already. Yeah, from him. Uh, I guess we'll see how the other ones go. I'm pretty sure how this movie is going to end is that he collects them all he completes the gauntlet and then probably somebody big dies. And then it's like, boom, wait a year, bitch. Avengers four. You know what okay, I mean? So here's the speculation. Like who do you think is going to die? I think it's going to be cap. I really do. I think even Tony could die. I think it's, I think it's cap or Tony. Cause they're the top two. I think cap and Tony are still more popular than Thor. Um, I think this, yeah. uh, Oh, if you want to go ahead. Continue. I think I, I think and, and the thing is that Cap is so um he seems to be kind of featured a little bit in this. I don't know, maybe that's my bias, but he seems a bit featured in this one. And I, I think he's going out, man. I think it's gonna charge up Tony maybe to to go even further, and then maybe Tony dies in in Avengers four. Yeah. Um totally blanking on Paul Bentley's characters. <laughs> Oh, uh, Vision. Vision. I think Vision's going out because he's got to get that soul gem. I think we're losing. We're going to lose a part of him. I don't think um, Vision's going to be completely gone. Yeah. But I think we're definitely going to like see Scarlet Witch, like, because Scarlet Witch is pretty fucking powerful, like in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Like if you've read it, like if you've read like House of M, like that yeah. shit's dope. Like what she can do, and if they even like, it could be really cool on how they defeat Thanos if they use her powers. Um, but you know, I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, but I think pushing her like killing vision, cause it seems like they're together at this point in the, uh, cause it seemed like pretty intimate for me. Yeah. I think that they're so, getting further in their relationship. So I think like, you know, if she loses him at this point, like that could unlock a lot of shit, which could also turn her back. Like who knows what the fuck's going to happen with Scarlet, which she's kind of, cause she's been a bad guy and she's been good guys before. So it's like, which way is she going to go at this point? You know? Right. Cause she's already lost her brother with the Avengers. And now she's lost like the love of her life or a love interest, you know? So, um, right. You know, I, I don't think Tony's going to go down this one. I think Cap's gonna end it, and then I think we're gonna. Um, I think Sebastian. Uh, I think we're gonna get Winter Soldier to take over the mantle. What about or, Falcon, man? I mean, Falcon could do it too, but they've both done it. So, but I, I think I think Cap will go down, um, or it's gonna be vice versa. But I think one of them will definitely make. I think one of them will make it to the next film just to see it off. But then we probably won't see them. They'll. I don't think they'll kill them but they'll yeah. definitely like push them to the side to like some later event. That it's like when you've totally forgotten that like fucking Chris Evans was cap or, you know, um, Robert Downey Jr. Was Iron Man, you know, like it's not in your mind as much that he could show up. They're going to fucking drop it on you, dude. Like, yeah, you're just going to, they're going to be like, you're back. And you're just gonna be like, fuck. 
Who knew Chris Evans was coming back? Who knew Robert Downey Jr. was coming back? They gotta have some death, though. I think, man. They, oh I no! Mean, I mean, one of the. I think one of them is going down for sure. I mean, they gotta usher in that new era, that new phase of Avengers, and change the game up a little bit, and like recast. I mean, it'd be great for Falcon to become Cap. I think that'd be awesome. And then Winter Soldier, like you know, just is still Winter Soldier and shows up from time to time. Um, you know. I just don't know if I want to see like War Machine become Iron Man or anything. You know, I, I'd love for a new character to be introduced, but I don't think there's enough time in like these two movies to like introduce a whole new character that could become Iron Man. Like, if Tony does die, I think they'd have to involve like a new Iron Man at some point. Like, but you know, and then Thor could know, go man. down we, too. We, that intense scene where he's doing something and screaming. I, I mean, know. I right? wouldn't mind Lady Thor showing up. That'd be dope. So. They don't have to replace it with the new Iron Man, though, or a new Thor. It could be like a totally new, like I, I think that we're looking at a totally different lineup. We're going to be looking like, like probably Falcon as okay. I, maybe he's going to be the new Cap, but mm-hmm. uh, he's just going to be holding the shield and flying with guns and shit. <laughs> and then, but after that, though, I think that I don't know if there'll be a new Iron Man. I think it's going to be probably um, maybe you could say that. Uh, Spider-Man will take that role to some degree because he likes the gadgets and stuff, but it's going to be Spider-Man's going to be an Avenger. We're looking at Black Panther probably yeah. being the leader. I could see him being the leader because he's been he's already been a king, uh, yeah. and he'll probably stay a king, actually. And then uh, what else we got? Um, Thor, Thor might just fuck off. I don't think... Actually, I don't even know if he'll die. I think he's probably going to fuck off, and we, we'll just see him from time to time in the new in the new phases of Marvel. And then uh, Hawkeye is probably going to be gone. Maybe he'll just pop in in and out. I mean, we're looking at like probably Captain Marvel joining uh, whenever her movie pops in. And then what, what are the guardians doing? You know, like what if like uh, Chris Pratt joins or something crazier? I don't know, man. Or like rocket takes the place of Hulk in the main lineup. I don't know, man. We're looking at like, it's the only way to keep this whole thing fresh is to is to basically have a whole new lineup because mm-hmm. we've had 10 years of these characters and it's been great. It's been fun, but I don't want them to go. I know. But the thing is, they're going to have to go in order for Marvel to just keep this going, because, I mean, that's how a lot of these franchises do it, man. I mean, Star, Star Wars has done it. Star Trek has done it. Uh, so any anything that's been like kind of long lasting that they kind of have to do that. So it's cool. I mean, we're getting more Spider-Man. And uh, so you have anything else to say about that before we move on? I just want to say, I was like, I was thinking about it. It's, I'm such a geek, dude. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) I was like using the bathroom and I was like, oh, it makes sense that Cap would go out because he doesn't have anyone. But I was like, what would bring Cap out of hiding? Like if Tony went down, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. I was just like, I was just thinking about it. It was like, it could literally be, because I mean, one of the top guys has got to go down for sure. I think Robert Downey Jr. is probably getting older. He probably doesn't want to do this very much longer. You know, they did make a point to like make sure that him and Pepper Potts were broke up. And like the last time you saw him in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, um, they're not together. So I was like, well, that could be an indicator, you know, but they could be back together in Avengers. Um, You know, I just feel like, you know, for like there just to be War Machine for a while would be pretty cool, you know, for him to show up randomly. but yeah, man, I really don't know. I just feel like Chris Evans probably has a couple more, but I think he's probably just going to play it like he played uh, the everything else that's come out. You know, I think if Cap does stay around, it's only going to be for big event stuff. You know, like 
someone else might become Captain America, but I think like you got to call in, you know, you got to call in Chris Evans, you know, you got to call in Steve, you know, right. <laughs> like shit's got to get real bad. Then the real cap shows up, which I think would be very fun. Like just like big events. You see like the original cat or the, like this universe's cap show up, which I think would be fun to do, you know? And I don't know. I mean, it's the Russo brothers. So they're going to give us something solid. They've done it every time they put their name on something. And, you know, I have no doubt that this movie's going to be fucking dope. I'm just tearing apart a trailer. So if anyone goes, what, Maddie, Maddie's going to hate this movie. He like, didn't like this about it. And this not true. Marvel's got my money for the next, the rest of my life. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fucking love this movie. I just like, if, if we're going to like sit here and discuss a trailer, these are the things that bug me about it. Like once I see this film in its entirety, I could be like, uh, why did I even doubt the Russo brothers? I'm such a fool. All right. So if her hair is the worst thing about it for you, what's the, what's your favorite moment in this trailer? Fuck dude. I don't, um, I think seeing cap step out all bearded, longer hair. I just like, I like characters when they change or like, they don't look the same. Um, uh-huh. I like, they look a little more grizzled. We don't know where he's been. I think that's very exciting. Um, I do love that winter soldiers in there too. I civil war and winter soldier were like are two of my tops. For sure. Yes, yes, yes. I thought they were the most fun, but also like, you know, I Civil War I thought was so good because I didn't think there was a big main like Thanos or like Dark Seed or, you know, st- there was no big villain. It was just this guy that was like, um, you kind of fucked up my life, man. And I'm smarter than both of you put together. And I'm going to fuck up this entire world of yours. And he right. did. And I thought that was fucking brilliant because it doesn't take you to be a villain, it doesn't take like someone who has superpowers. It could just be someone who's been wronged and has just thought of every scenario to get the better of these here. Like, I just thought that was so good. And Winter Soldier, I, I just thought Winter Soldier, it was, it was born, but with Captain America. And it showed that Captain America, to me, still had like a place. Whereas like, I know Andrew really enjoyed the first one, whereas I love the first part of it, which was the origin of, you know, cap. And then the second part, I thought lost a little bit. I definitely didn't think red skull was like that menacing of a villain. And that's like his villain. And I was just kind of like let down by that last half of that film. Um, but I definitely think winter soldier made up for that shit. Uh, civil war is definitely made up for that shit. Um, you know, I, that's exciting. Ah, fuck man. What else? I mean, I think the biggest thing that I'm like, I think a lot of people are just to see the guardians get into this other universe. Because, yeah, like, if man. the Guardians meet up with Cap, like, how's that going to work? Those guys are so funny. They're so heartwarming. And it's just, like, it seems like two different writing styles converging, you know? And it's, like, the Russo brothers got to sit down with, like, fucking James Gunn and be like, how would the Guardians react in this scene? And then James has got to be like, how would Cap act in this scene? They got to, like, figure that shit out, you know? I mean, they're talented writers, so obviously, you know, we get two of these films, so it's going to be great. But I, I can't wait for, you know, honestly... When the first Avengers film came out, just to see all these motherfuckers on screen will bring me the greatest joy. And I know it's going to be better than Justice League, so I, I got nothing to worry about. Man. <laughs> well, that's pretty much a given. Take my 15 bucks. I'm ready. I'll watch that shit in 3D. <laughs> I think my favorite part of this of the trailer is just the running shot, man, with the music. Oh, yeah. Just them all running towards the screen, dude. That was... that's. Man, that was great. And then, of course, the uh, whenever the, they meet the Guardians or when Thor meets the Guardians, it's like, ah, I've been waiting for this for years, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm very interested also to see where Loki's storyline goes in this because he is in this movie. 
I feel like he should have died a while ago, but I guess he they do need him for this particular uh, part. Just to see how Thanos, Thanos is probably going to bitch slap his ass and then he's going to die as he takes the Tesseract. Or, I don't know, man. I just If Loki survives these movies, I'm like, man. I don't know. I just thought he'd die a lot, a lot sooner than this. You know, I think he has a really big fan base. And I think... Yeah. I think they'll probably keep him around, but they definitely like have to like the next Thor movie. He can't be in, you know, it's like, I know, right. You know, like, and yeah, I like, I like him. Cause I think he's a good actor. And I think Loki, at least in this universe is he's hit or miss. He can be a bad guy. He does shitty stuff, but he can also be on your side. Yeah. They've so, done a good job with that. So I definitely think like, I'm very interested to see what they do with Loki. Like I would hate for him just to die. You know, because I mean, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, if he does, whatever. I mean, I'm like, I, you know, I'm ready for change. But like, part of me is like, but I like all these characters. Why you gotta change them? You know, it's gotta be so, like the, his his quest for power is the road to ruin. You know, so there, there's just he's just not the biggest bad out there, and he doesn't know that. He thinks he is. He's too big for his britches, right? Yeah. And then he's gonna get that fucking bitch slap from fucking uh, Thanos, man. <laughs> Yeah, the, I mean, either that or he's like, gonna, either that or he's gonna like fake his ability, do his like fucking ability, and like exit out of that scene real quick and be like, "Yep, oh, you know, I'll let the Avengers take care of this. Fuck off, guys. See you later." Yeah, but just be tricky again. I mean, that's Loki. I mean, he is, you know, god of mischief. So it's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I like, I, I mean, fuck, man, I can't wait for this fucking movie. I wish it was like. I wish I would have gotten this instead of Justice League this year. You know, <laughs> after seeing that trailer, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to watch. You know? Yeah. I mean, it already looks like it's going to be 10 times better. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've had so much setup and stuff. Um, I, one thing that there's not much negative I can say, but I think, I mean, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite characters in the whole universe there, but whenever he, he like cocks the gun, it's just like, who are you going to shoot, man? These are like fucking demons, aliens. It's just, it's always, it's almost reminds me of those scenes whenever like cops want to shoot at ghosts or something in ghost movies. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I don't know. I assume, I'm, I'm assuming it's like the Thanos like army because like there are those like creatures in it. They have like the four arms. So, and um, they fight one in the trailer. So I'm assuming like what they're going to go fight with their army is that other army, you know? So I'm, I'm assuming he'll use the gun to the best of its ability. You know, like I'm sure he's going to take out several aliens with it. Cause I mean, Thanos isn't just going to roll up with Thanos and like his four goons. Like that's not, that's not a good strategy. You know, you know, when the army comes in, uh, the black Panther army, the Wakandans, yeah. it reminded me of whenever Ben explained in the last episode that, uh, Aquaman's brought brought all of the the Atlanteans mm-hmm. to the fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that exact thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, these people like in Infinity, they're going to war in this movie, right? You know, we're gonna see a big battle. A lot of Wakandans are probably gonna die. We're gonna see a hero oh, yeah. fall, maybe two. Who fuck knows, man? This could be the darkest fucking comic book movie ever. <laughs> you know, we could be, we could cry, Andrew. We could shed tears. I think it probably will be. Uh, it's like a if if the Avengers themselves are a trilogy, then well, I guess this is well. If there's four of them, 
and this is number three. Maybe it'll be like an Empire Strikes Back kind of thing. Like it's going to be the darkest one. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, I guess. But we we have to assume that Thanos also has an army because like Thanos isn't going to roll in and just like, you know, I mean, the Avengers are going to put up a good fight. So like, you know, I feel like he's got to have some minions to go through and like try to weaken them. What I'd like to see. Uh, sorry, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, no, I was just saying, because what you see at the end of the trailer is before the uh, Guardians thing is like the four, like your main team running straight into the battle. Yes. Thanos is probably going to be at the back of the battle waiting for all his goons to die. And then he's going to come in after Captain America, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, Hulk have like exhausted themselves. Because it's like, wouldn't you do that as like a, as a strategy? Like, right. you know? But because like Thanos is a bad guy. So yeah, send all these like minions in and like worship me because he's a god or thinks he's a god, you know. Um, so I don't know, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how that's like uh it's like Jon Snow at the Battle of the Bastards, man. Like he rolls in there getting ready to kill them, then he's got it's like, dude, just hang back. You gotta take out Ramses, dude. You cannot yeah. go in full but you know, those are heroes, man, and that's why we fucking love them because they go in there and they fucking <laughs> fight with the you know they go in there and they fight with the common man you know that's why you appreciate him that's why you hate thanos because he's gonna I, sit back and just I, laugh i could see them even defeating the army to a certain degree but it won't matter anymore at the end because he will have gotten all the gems and yeah he will be so fucking powerful i mean to be able to control time people's souls and whatever the fuck like you don't even need a fucking army at that point it's like a true godhood you know what I'm saying? And honestly, I have no fucking clue how they're going to solve this problem, man. I mean, so, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was saying. Cause I read the, I read the fucking comic and I was like, Oh, I get this. But it's like, you know, not that every character did anything super important, but it almost seemed like every character had some kind of purpose when they wrote the comic, you know? Yes. And it's like, we're not even getting half those characters, you know, like we're getting a portion, which is large for a film, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I'm sure they have a plan and I'm sure they sit there and they wrote it and they went, this is fucking genius. Everyone like they're going to lose their fucking minds when they see this fucking shit, you know, and we we will and we all will. And we're, you know, um, I want to say one thing before we move on. Yeah. There was someone was like, hey, where's Ant-Man? He's in this movie. And then someone commented under it and they go, maybe he was just too small to see. I think it would be awesome if Ant-Man is just like riding on Cap's shoulder. <laughs> Oh, like dude, someone zooms in, yeah. it'd be so great if he's just like, ah, I'm just resting, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of characters that are like, you know, will we get to see like Wasp at all before we get to see Ant Man and the Wasp? It'd be dope. Yeah, like, you get to see a lot right? of cool yeah. shit. And like, I think it, you know, and that maybe not this one, but the next one. Um, and then also Captain Marvel could show up in the next one too. That'd be a great introduction to be like, oh, fuck, she's here. Can't wait to see the fucking movie now, you know? But who knows? I mean, they have this all planned, man. And they're fucking like, they've sat there and they thought out every fucking scenario, you know? Like she they might be people. the new Thor, speaking of. I mean, maybe they will replace Thor in some way with her because she's kind of the more cosmic character. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really see much of... I mean, I hope Guardians gets its own like kind of standoff thing and like maybe they just show up or like Rocket shows up. I don't know, man. Fuck, I'm excited for that movie, though. Like... I don't know. I'm just like staring at the screen right now, like the screen cap for uh, Avengers. And it's them all running towards like towards the fight. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait to see this. That shit. was the shot, baby. That was, that was the shit. 
I, I was Andrew's man, like, I gotta so change hyped. my undies. <laughs> it's so good, man. Yeah. Uh, just that they have such vision, man. They've they've just. I mean, I know people are like getting tired of Marvel movies. I get it, but it's just like they've just been able to hold on to this magic for this long. They've they've given a shit for this long. You know, they've they've pretty much done something that's never been done before. I mean, I remember seeing Iron Man one. And yeah. didn't they have like the thing at the end in that one? And it's like, man, I don't know if they'll ever do that. And then yeah. they, here we are, you know, this yeah. is like crazy ass shit happened, man, in 10 years, dude. I, I mean, it's just crazy how they've continually like, we're giving you something at the end of this movie because you're going to see it again. Right. This is going to happen. And, you know, like you said, it's like hard to believe that because like how many times have you just watched a movie that set itself up for a sequel not even have anything after the credits or anything, but set itself up for a sequel, and then we never get that sequel. That Great. happened yeah. with uh, Buckaroo Banzai in the eighties. Yeah, I mean it happens all the time with movies. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, just now, I think is it the time that we like? I feel like a lot of movies, but like before, we're like, let's just end it. We'll end it, and then if there's a possibility, we could do something with it. And then it took them a lot longer. Like the time frame from when Terminator One came out to Terminator Two is ridiculous, dude. Like, could you imagine waiting <laughs> that right, long? Right, 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 right. Like, there's no way. It's like you would have forgotten. You wouldn't have cared. Right. You know. But it's it's so weird how all that changes because I'm sure when Terminator Two dropped, because I was too young to have like when all that was happening. You know, it was like kind of like I could watch them both at the same time. You know, I could like watch one on VHS and then right. see the other one. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what it's like to see a movie like that. And you know, used to be much slower, man. Much slower. Yeah. VHS took like a year and a half to come out. Now we got like what three months from maybe? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's like three to six months, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man, Cra fucking crazy. Like when Alien Covenant dropped, it was saw it in the theater, and then it's literally three months later. It's like you can own it on Blu-ray. I was like, oh, all right, done. So, but it's like I don't, I didn't need it that soon. You know, it's like I could have waited. Yeah, I thought about getting Dunkirk for my dad, but it's actually that one is not even out until December sixth or something. Yeah. Um, but that's like any kind of war movie like that is like a total movie for my dad. Yeah. He likes, he likes that kind of shit. I mean, it's, it's good. It's a good movie for sure. It's a good ass movie. So right, let's move on, on to Batman Ninja. I would like to call it Ninja Batman, but whatever. I wonder if it's like a translation thing, if they just went with it. That I believe the Japanese is Ninja Batman. Oh, but why would we call it Batman Ninja? Dude, I don't know, man. All right, ready for Batman Ninja anime trailer from the IGN YouTube page, starting in three, two, one, start. Got the moon shot here. Yeah. This I DC mean, sword's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember posting the, the po I sent you guys the poster in our like chat. I was yeah. like, oh, this is probably fake. <laughs> Lo and behold, uh, it was actually happening. <laughs> It was announced at New York Comic Con, but they didn't have anything to show. Yeah. Now they got a full on trailer. So he has, there's some sort of time warp thing. This Batman is from the future. I mean, I have no idea what the fucking story is. Like, how's Joker get there then? Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, you, the creative team behind this is fucking amazing, so it's probably just some weird alternate universe crazy shit. Fine with me, so, man. No, I, I, 
If you, you just said, I mean, it's called Batman Ninja. I'm sold, dude. I didn't even need to see a fucking trailer. Dude, the detail I really appreciate. I know you you're, know, you're, you're, you're a illustrator, but as a layman, I really like this. No, I mean, I think this style like is the way you should do 3D. Like, it bugs me that it's kind of that 3D animation, though. Yeah. But like, at least it's like stylized, and there's like shading, and there's extra lines, and like, you know, my right. biggest beef with it is, is like, it's almost like they rain it. Like, they almost are like, well, we, you know, we needed a fucking automobile in this scene, and this is the cheapest way to do it. Like, this actually looks like they spent money on this 3D animation, and it looks fluid. Like, you know, it looks cool. Yes, I mean, Japanese I think this is Ninja Batman. Sorry, go ahead. I just read it oh. on the screen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, it just, uh, I, I think, it, I mean, I think it looks cool that, like, the fucking clouds and the smoke and shit look great. I'm assuming this is Clayface at the end here. Dude, like I don't know, man. Maybe if the Joker made some crazy shit. But. It seems to be dude, some I sort think... of weird Joker con uh, invention or something. Go ahead. This shit, sorry. this shit looks nuts, dude, and I am fucking all for it. Um, because I'll tell you this, and I've said it many times on this podcast before, the DC animated universe, even if it's like a bad one, they're like, eh, it's not that good. It's better than most of the fucking live action movies they release. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's fun. They get how to make it. You know, I'd say the worst one I've seen is Killing Joke just because I love that book so much. Yeah. And what they did in it was just a fucking travesty. And, you know, I don't think it should have been touched. I think it should have just been left alone. You know, maybe like an audiobook version or some shit. <laughs> You know, with <laughs> right. Kevin Conroy being Batman and Mark Hamill being the Joker, yeah. that would have been cool, maybe. But uh, besides that, like, I like a lot of those films. And even if I don't, I'm just like, ah, oh, that one's all right. I have a lot of fun watching them. I've never, like, I've never watched one of them in, like, trash, you yes. know? Um, and I, that's what I love. Like, I mean, if we get one good thing out of DC over the next couple of years, at least their animated department is, like, pushing shit. Like, can't wait. Dude, when I read Gotham by Gaslight, I never, I was like, this would be so cool to see like a cartoon version of this. I never thought I was going to get one. Yeah, right. right <laughs> but what right, little right. Manny didn't know was he was getting one. <laughs> um, or maybe I don't even know when it drops, but you know that. And then like with this Batman one, um, I'd like to see him do more. I, I think Batman's getting a little overplayed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me some fucking Batman, but you know, I would definitely like to see a couple more Supermans. Another Wonder Woman animated movie. Uh, I'm all over that some, shit. Yeah, some definitely. Swamp Thing. Maybe some of the weirder like DC characters, like or like the Vertigo stuff that they kind of took over, like an Animal Man. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be great. Animated. That'd be great. Because um, I mean, there's a lot of good runs. A Green Arrow one based off the Jeff Lemire stuff would be fucking dope. Um, I mean, the world, the, the animated world is endless, you know. And you know, I'm excited for what they've done and what I've seen and. Uh, ninja batman batman ninja i don't know what to call it but it looks fucking crazy and maybe that's what they're doing with the title they're just fucking with us because it's craziness yeah i mean the, the official title seems to be batman ninja but anyway yes this is kind of a combination of two of my favorite things <laughs> so you don't say yeah i mean you got like ninja and japanese culture it's made by an actual japanese dude it's batman speaking japanese I mean, it's, it's all Jap it's a, you know, Japanese voice actors and shit. But anyway, that's really cool. I like seeing a kind of an old school interpretation, like a, you know, old school Japanese interpretation of the Joker. I think like there's old, insane warriors 
uh, in Japan and, you know, villains in Japanese uh, mythology and stuff that really lend itself to the kind of Joker stereotype kind of, you know, that type of villain. So I think that with the anime creators here, these, the Japanese creators, they, it's, it's really not a stretch for them, man. They just put on the Joker face paint and it's like, they can just go to town, which obviously looks like they fucking did. Cause yes, this looks fucking insane and this is what they need to be doing it's director driven it's different yeah we've seen a million batman shit before but this is ninja batman god damn it like we haven't seen this before and it's not only they didn't just have like a good concept that's they're actually going fucking insane with the concept yeah you know like even if this story doesn't make a whole lot of sense which is actually my biggest uh worry with this film at least what we're going to be getting is something fresh, new. The action would more than likely will be great. And somebody that just pushed the limits, the creative limits of this thing. You know, it's like, it's like DC just let them go fucking nuts. And that's what needs to be happening, you know? Like, like Ben Juan saying that the Justice League movie was too safe. That's exactly right. This is not safe. Well, it's safe because it's Batman, it's ninjas. But other than that, I mean, they're going insane with it. And uh, I think it's great. Um, I want to see what other kind of like cultural stuff they have. I actually looked up, this is some real nerdy shit here, but uh, when Batman's drinking tea in that scene, he says something in Japanese that you only say when you're drinking tea in that scenario. A lot of things in Japanese are... uh, you know, kind of set phrases for set times. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says that phrase uh, at that time. And it's like, I don't know. It was kind of cool for me. Cause it was like, it was like, uh, I guess he's supposed to be white here. And he's a white person that knows Japanese. I don't know, but maybe that's how they're doing it. Maybe it won't be explained. I don't know, but it's kind of cool. They've kind of set up Batman and a lot of superheroes, they set up to be good at languages. So for me, it was cool to sit, kind of see that in action, you know, cause that's, that's not something that everybody would know. That's, cool. uh, that's, that's some real fucking nerdy shit, but they're Japanese people making this. They know their culture better than anyone usually. So it was and anyway, it was kind of cool for me to see that. And, uh, I don't know, man, he looks more like a samurai than a ninja, but I'm not going to be picky, man. This is, this is, it's good enough. I mean, I'll tell you this. You put Batman and Ninja, you're getting people to see that movie. If you put Batman and Samurai, you might not be getting people to watch that movie. Yeah, true. But, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. Whatever the fuck they want to call it. They could just call it... They could just have no title. And I'd be like, wait, is that Batman Ninja slash Samurai movie? Fuck yeah, I'm watching that. <laughs> like, Yeah. Batman in time. You could have just put the fucking bass symbol there and I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm there. Batman goes back in time and doesn't know where he is. Then he looks in a mirror and he goes, Oh brother. (laughs) I watched that. I I watched that too. You know what I'm referring to? No. Remember quantum leap? Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh brother. Dang. That would be awesome. I'd watch a quantum leap Batman episode. That'd be dope. Dude, that wouldn't be great, man. They don't, they don't need to reference that shit enough. Dude. They, if they had re if they rebooted quantum leap, I would be there fucking opening day, uh, whenever it fucking releases on TV, that should be rebooted, man. Dude, I agree. That would be the shit. Like, by like Netflix or like Showtime. Yes, right? man. Are you kidding me? Bro, that would be awesome. Because if like um, fucking like ABC does it, it's going to be like a fucking like 
23 year old that's like no i don't know what i'm getting into and it's gonna be just shitty but like netflix yes, yes. Has to do it or something it's got to have a little more, a little more balls it's got to be a little more like you know like not have the limits of like syndicated television i would put the black mirror people on it and just make them just make it a little bit lighter i don't i don't need my quantum leap that dark but i feel like they're i mean basically black mirror is a type of sci-fi it's not they're not in space yeah. or anything well yeah i think they're usually not in space but it's still sci-fi they're they're dealing with scientific concepts and shit and i think yeah. that man this is a hell of a tangent but they i think they'd probably be really good for that time yeah anyway batman ninja fucking can't i can't wait i think it's going to be great it's going to be insane i want to see how crazy the joker is uh fuck man i mean he says in that one trailer uh I don't have the Batmobile or this and that, and but I do have uh, my strength or whatever. So that's good. It's going to be cool to see Batman kind of like have to MacGyver some shit together. Yeah, as well. No, I'm, I'm fucking in, dude. Like I want it now, like right now. Give it to me. Yes, yes. Dude, I got to take it. This is, and this is actually the second time. Okay, uh, one thing. Uh, this is actually the second time because there was that Bat manga, the Bat manga. Uh, that was the only time DC let something go into foreign hands, but they let uh, that guy make the Batman manga in like the 60s, around the time of the Adam West run. You can see it collected now in that it's called Bat Manga now, but it was just called Batman, I guess, in Japanese. And that guy actually uh, created this other story that was about a. This is a manga story, another series that had a cop get really oh it was eight man get very uh what you call it um hurt and they had to make him mostly robotic they stole that story to make robocop <laughs> so that japanese guy actually is the genesis for robocop as well <laughs> all right so moving on this is also probably should be just a news topic but we're going to discuss this real well i don't know how, how quick it'll be but let's see how it goes <laughs> um <laughs> Disney trying to take over Fox still. There were rumors that it's that it started and there was rumors that it stopped, but I could see this is actually going to happen, man. Disney's going to take over the fucking world. I'm kind of uh I like it on one hand cuz I would like to see them handle X-Men as well as they've handled Civil War and all the Marvel mm -hmm. shit. But on the other hand, I feel like we wouldn't get anything like Logan or Deadpool. Hopefully they just keep that shit going cuz it's made a lot of money. If they're thinking with dollars, then they should just keep doing it. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think every superhero should be an R rated movie, but I think that some should be. And I think Deadpool and Deadpool should probably remain R because I think, I don't know. Um, I just, I would just for variety's sake, that's all. And, uh, I guess that's it. I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all that. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'd love to see the X Men get. I I want to see the X Men film. I've been waiting for. You know. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, I I've never gotten it. Like they've gotten close, and there's been moments I'm like, "That's it, you're doing it," and then they fuck it up, yes. and I go, "Oh, why?" Um, and I mean, I think what the thing is is if like um, if Disney gets it, Disney's just gonna have to do another branch. Be like, yeah, it's a Disney film, but like, you know, if they get the rights to Wolverine, it's like. I think there could be a. I think there can be a good PG thirteen Wolverine. I don't think Wolverine Logan has to be R rated to be a good movie. I think you just need solid writer, 
um, solid script, solid director, someone who can direct a fucking movie, man. You know, like don't, yeah. not that the guy, like I haven't seen the guy who did Wolverine Origins movies, but you know, like he was like an indie dude and you gave him a fucking big budget franchise move, you know, and I don't think that was the smartest move, you know? Right. And, you know, we did see some good, we, I mean, Deadpool is great. I love it. Um, so, I mean, I don't think they can get rid of that part of it. You know, um, I don't know what I'd like to see, but I, you know, I think they're smart enough to know what makes money. And I think like some of the characters will be fine in the PG 13 universe. I, you know, like I'm with you, like Deadpool has to be rated R, you know, I'd like to see more rated R Wolverine movies, but I don't necessarily have to see them because, you know, some of the X-Men's have been good. Logan's good. I thought the Wolverine was good. The Wolverine's good up, up until they put a fucking like, cg silver samurai mech silver samurai and you know that's the biggest problem with that movie it's not because it's pg-13 or there's no blood and he doesn't curse like i think that movie is good up until the point where you reveal the seven uh, silver samurai as a fucking mech like no one wanted that you just wanted to see a guy decked out in silver samurai garb that's all i wanted you know and i think it's just like I think it's about just getting like the right minds into the projects and, you know, not, um, and the good thing about Disney and like, depending on who's producing, you know, or who you have as directors or the minds behind it, what not to do. And I think the thing with Fox is, is they don't get the right people necessarily for the project. I think they get talented people, but just not for the right project, you know? Um, and I think that's like Fox's biggest problem is they like they're too afraid to take a gamble. Whereas I think, you know, Disney and Marvel, they have that money so they can take the gamble and it pays off. You know, but I still think a lot of people, a lot of other, you know, like Fox, big, bigger. uh are just afraid to take those gambles and they need not to be because it's look how well it's worked out, like getting who who knew some comedy writers could make a fucking badass Captain America movie. I didn't. Yeah, I know, man. What the fuck? Arrested Development guys? Yeah. You know, and... Crazy. And I think, you know, you just kind of got to take that chance with some of these people that don't necessarily seem like the best option. But I don't know, man. I mean, like, Disney will probably end up owning the world. So, I mean, honestly, the way the fucking... Over the government right now, I probably wouldn't mind, man. It'd be happier, maybe. Mickey Mouse would be everywhere. <laughs> Mickey Mouse might be on the fucking $100 bill. I don't fucking know. That's the way the shit's going, man. Oh, uh, they did me right with some Marvel with some Marvel films. So they got my vote, I guess. I know, it's weird. Like I, I, I'm a little bit... I have some reservations about them just taking over every fucking studio, but at the same time, they've done such a good job with Marvel and Star Wars so far. It's like... Hmm. It you 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 do drive a hard bargain, you know. Yeah. I, I I think the thing is is like they have to realize what they have. I don't think if if Disney or if Disney gets Deadpool, I don't think they're gonna go. Oh, okay, we're gonna make this PG thirteen now. Like realize if they get these, if they get these characters or these uh properties here, like they're gonna have to understand who's going to see these movies you know and they can't always make it for children and i don't think there's nothing about winter soldier that makes me go that's for a child yeah it's like a you know like thriller type of thing yeah i mean kids can watch it it's fun it's pg-13 like you know there's no like 
there might be some bad language in it and there's a and there's violence but it's not extreme violence you know civil war is the same way like i don't think they like you know i don't think they dumbed it down because oh kids gotta go see it like the dumbing down i think is like oh hey kids captain america and iron man are in it and you've sold children at that point i mean you've sold me and i'm a fucking adult yeah well you put spider-man in this movie fuck yeah i'm gonna go see it <laughs> Wait, what's it yeah. about? I don't know. You said Spider-Man was in it. What time is it? When are we going? Oh, it doesn't come out for another year? All right, I'll wait for it. You know, like, you really, there's not much you have to get me to go see a movie these days, you know? Just, you know, put certain characters in it, and I'm at least going to show up, you know? Right, right, right. You're going to get my money. And I, I think a lot of, you know, like Fox and other companies are just like, oh, well, we got to make it kid-friendly because we want them to go see it. And it's like, parents are going to let their kids see see these i mean they're going to let i mean there's probably more kids that saw deadpool as an r-rated movie than you think you know oh, dude yeah probably so, quite a lot and i don't think that should be the issue i think they just have to focus on you know deadpool is for an adult audience make it for an adult audience kids if kids see it and their parents take them to them and that's the fucking that's it but the best movies that have done well are when they're like when they're made for an audience that you know that reads them or grew up with them. And, you know, you just, you, that like Disney has to get in that mindset. And I think they're right. I think they can, you know, you have your Disney princess stuff. You have your Pixar films. You're always, we're always going to fucking have those dude. They're not going anywhere. True. That's for your little, little kids. And then you have like the PG 13, you got your, you know, your Iron Man and Spider-Man movies and shit like that, which is going to be great, but they're going to have to like, Disney's going to have to get in that adult world, you know, they're going to have to give us a Deadpool. They're going to have to give us like, you know, another like R-rated Wolverine or next Don't they, to the um, they It could just like, they it, they could like make Marvel studio. Well, I guess they already have, but I guess there could be an R-rated thing under Marvel studios, the Disney Marvel studios. It won't have the Disney name on it, but it'll have Marvel studios on it. It'll be like, I mean, like they, they owned Miramax, right? And they put up, put out a bunch of R-rated shit. I mean, that's the thing. Disney's probably, I mean, I don't know looking into it, but I'm sure Disney has their name on a bunch of R-rated shit. I'm sure they've released some fucking horror movies, you know? Um, yeah, man. Just under a different I mean, name. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing to do is like obtain this company and just be like, oh, we just want your, you know, we just want your franchises. Basically, we want the rights to Wolverine. We want the Fantastic Four. We want, you know, because I mean, they're looking at it as in we can make a lot of money off this because we're doing things right now. Right. And we we have the they have the formula, you know, they can solve it. Give it to us, we'll make it great. And I'm sure Fox is going to get a pretty fucking penny for handing this shit over, you know, and whatever. But I, like, what's Fox going to hand over at this point? Is it just going to be the Marvel shit? Is that all they're going after? Or is it everything? That's the thing. Yeah, it, the the way they write the articles, it's like they're taking over the entire thing. They haven't said they're taking over the Marvel stuff from Fox. It seems to be all of Fox. So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to play out. Maybe they'll just get X-Men. I mean, my oh, thing man, is... I don't know, dude. Do I, I, don't, I don't know. Do I want to see a Disney alien movie? I think I do. I think I want to see what, a, <laughs> what Disney would do with, an alien, with the Alien franchise. Because you know what? Really, Scott ain't doing such a good job at it. So let's move on. Let's get it. Like, get his trilogy done. Let's move on. That's uh, true, man. That's true. They could that could be the R-rated film that they get right. I, I I mean I think they it's a thing of they have people they have people ready they have people already hired they're ready to take over these franchises to like see them through, 
you know, I think the best thing they did with acquiring, uh, you know, Lucas and bringing out the new Star Wars films is they like got some original Pete, like from the original movies, you know, but they got new creative minds in there. Um, and they set to an, it seems like they have a set sort of rules because of the people that have been fired off of certain Star Wars films that like they need, like, this is what we want from our Star Wars films, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it, and it seems like it's doing them well to stick with this formula and, you know, I don't know if it's the same formula as the um, the comic book stuff, but, you know, I mean, we don't have that many Star Wars films under this new management. So, I mean, maybe they are using the same formula, but I'll tell you this. I've loved all the Star Wars movies they've released, so I can't wait for more. Because, like, the thing is, like, would we have gotten any more Star Wars films if they didn't? If George Lucas didn't sell? Probably not, man. Yeah, I mean, think, I mean, I just got to... You know, I just got to praise Disney a little bit for giving me Star Wars because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I love it, and I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. So, Rogue One is better than Je- Return of the Jedi. All right, moving on. Um... Whoa! I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things going into there because Baby Maddie loved Return of the. When Luke shows up with the black garb on, you're like, is he bad? Oh uh, no, I do green like that lightsaber, a lot. and it's like, why is it green? Why are there different colors? What's happening? Characters growing. Never get tired of that shit. Um, so yeah, that was one of the best. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to say some bold statement shit. Right. You're trying to make me upset on this podcast because I've been drinking. How how do you feel about us uh, skipping Christmas plans for now? Because we're st- we're still staying on movie talk. If we just yeah, go to fine. Maddie's four movies. Oh yeah, let's do it. I'm totally fine all right. With it. All right, cool. So moving on from that, that's the end of that, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and I'll take out your the Christmas plans thing you said in the intro so people aren't confused. All right, so moving on from that, uh, Maddie, you've seen four movies recently. What have they been? Uh, I watched Wind River, 47 Meters Down, The Mummy, and King Arthur. Legend of the Sword, I think, is like the subtitle to it. Can I interview um, you on this? Yeah, sure. I just want to cut to the chase. Out of these four, what was the best one? Uh, Wind River was fucking amazing. Wind River, dude. I don't even fucking know what this is, man. It's uh, the writer of Sicario. Okay, um, okay. And he wrote and directed this one. I think, if I'm correct, I didn't like do research. I was, this is mainly going to be like Maddie, just like going through and going. You should watch it. You should not. Here are some things that like that I liked about it. You know, take what you want from it. Um, but no, it's cool, man. It's just like a little like you know, it's it's weird, like because you just watched Silence of the Lambs, which we'll get into later. Yeah, yeah. But Wind River is just you know, it doesn't have a character like Hannibal Lecter or anything like that in it. But it's just a cool like crime thriller. You know, it's just like kind of you know something that you don't know much about is like Native Americans living in certain areas and like how uh, I didn't realize that Native American women who go missing aren't like factored into missing women in america Jesus. still so, to this day yeah the, when this movie like as it ended that was the quote at the end of it jesus I true i didn't research it afterwards because it was late so i went to bed um yeah but that's interesting it's a uh, you know it's got jeremy renner in it hawkeye for those who don't know his name uh hawkeye, hawkeye that thing, man. yeah elizabeth olsen scarlet witch teaming up again wow. outside of the marvel universe who would have thought who would have thunk it but uh, yeah, man, it's just cool. It's, uh, you know, I feel like everyone has character. Like, any character you meet is there for a reason, which I always like. I don't really like meeting characters that just serve, like, a purpose to die, necessarily. Um, 
you know, I, I understand those characters do exist, but, um, you know, it's cool. It's also got the fucking Punisher in it, which I did fucking know. He has a bit part in it. It's great. I love John Bernthal. I think he's a great actor, and, you know, it seems like he's showing up in fucking everything these days, so power <laughs> to him. But, yeah, just well-written. Um, I, I have... I like movies that take place during wintertime or like, you know, something that's like, cause I feel like it's like the harshest environment yeah, to yeah, be yeah. in. I can see that. And yeah. If you can set a movie in it and make it like, you know, like I just know everyone's cold. Cause I just think of the coldest I've ever been. And I'm like, Oh, it's probably not that cold, but fucking, uh, how are you doing any of these things? You know, and I'm sure maybe it wasn't that cold when they filmed it, but I just like the visuals of like, snow. you know, just snow covered landscape i think it looks great it's kind of like the desert too i like like desert films too um but snow films like one of my favorite films of all time is the thing oh it takes place in the snow <laughs> you know uh um, and when river does so like initially i was drawn to it because of that also the act the actors in it and that it had this native american um kind of like like side thing to it like that's what it's about and um it's a really good movie, man. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be really boring. And I will say at the beginning, it is slow because you're getting introduced to characters. There's a lot of like Terrence Malick fucking shots in it where it's just like, you know, you're just looking at a landscape for a little. It's not as bad as a Terrence Malick film. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. once everything gets going, it gets fast paced. Once the mystery sets in and you're trying to figure it out with, you know, Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner's character and you find out more about them, um, definitely starts moving more. And that's great because it's just like, you know, they get to one spot where you're like, Oh, they're about to find out. And then something else throws a wrench into it. And then, you know, but it adds something too. And I really like that Jeremy Renner's character wasn't a cop. He was just a hunter. So you kind of have Elizabeth Olsen's character who is an FBI agent. So she's doing everything the way the FBI would do it. And Jeremy Renner's character is doing it the way, like what if you were trying to track someone or hunt them? And right. so that's the way he goes about it. And a lot of his stuff is like, well, I have, you know, a two hour time frame before I lose these tracks and I don't have time to your red tape as an FBI agent, like just let me go, which ultimately he goes on a path that ends up helping them later on in the movie. And I just love that shit. I love when you're just like, Oh, he's all alone. What's he going to do? You know, what's he going to find? What are these guys? Like it, it was good. I loved it. I didn't think I was going to like it as much just because I've heard people say, Oh, it's good. You know, it's a good movie. It's good. And, but that's it. And it's like, well, it wasn't amazing. Like you're not going to sell me on it. And that's probably why I liked it a lot. Cause people were just like downplaying it. No, it's good. It's a good movie. But I, I recommend it if you need something a little different and you're kind of tired of like big budget, like, you know, stuff we're going to see every weekend. Like it's definitely like something different, but well-written. And if you liked Hell or High Water, which he also wrote, I don't know if he directed it. Maybe he did, but Hell or if you like Hell or High Water, you will like Wind River. Nice. What was the worst one? <sighs> Dude. I might, dude, that's hard. I want to say the mummy, but I oh, think, I'm, yeah. I think a King Arthur was worse. Really that bad, huh? I didn't go I, see that shit, man. I didn't see any with, of those. The thing with King Arthur is that the CG in parts is so bad. It takes you out of, there's like this hawk in it. That is the worst <laughs> CG I've ever seen. Like, I think the story that they're trying to concoct there is kind of cool. And it's a different take on King Arthur. I will say though, I was very upset. There was no Lancelot. Oh yeah, uh, mentioned, but the other members are there, so I assumed if there was ever going to be a sequel, we would have met Lance a lot, like in the next installment, which we won't get. I did like that they kind of put like these kind of weird kind of 
there's a lot more magic shit in it, which like if you watch the Clive Owen, like Antoine Fuqua King Arthur movie, it was like did away with all that. And like Merlin was like just like a madman who might know magic and who might not. Um, and that always bugged me because I always like the magical stuff in the King Arthur story. Like I always think that's really fun. You know, like why not? Let's have some magic. Um, but I will say though, uh, that fucking Anton Fuqua one, like if like that one's fucking great compared to fucking King Arthur one. Uh, I, the thing that sucks is there's like a lot of good people in it and there's some cool ideas. It just, you know, the, the editing's really bad too. I'd be interested for you to watch it, Andrew. There's just like, it seems like they shot a bunch of shit and then they're like, fuck, we have to make a movie out of all the shit we shot. And then they just try to like push it together. And it's like a two hour movie too, dude. Yeah, I I might have seen that if the reviews were good. Uh, but dude, I don't know, man. Once the reviews came out, because I the trailer didn't really like set me over the edge either. Yeah. I just I don't know, man. I just it just didn't seem to like work well. They're trying to be like cool wouldn't like what, what's the director's name again? Uh, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, like Guy Ritchie type of editing, but in olden times. And it's like, I don't know. Sometimes that shit doesn't work for me. It's like, if you're just lean into it, man. I mean, I think that there there's a great movie there with all the ain't like the have somebody like really lean into British mythology that yeah. I mean, you got Merlin and the Knights of the Round and Lancelot and shit. I mean, do you remember the fucking uh, miniseries with Sam Neill Merlin? Yeah. I remember really liking that and that really leaned into all the mythology if somebody did that maybe a little bit darker uh you know like with that kind of thing maybe i mean hell not even don't even make it center around merlin make it center around lancelot or or a young or yeah young king arthur i don't know i but something they like that. to that it's, effect there's a bbc series called merlin which is dope and it's all about young Merlin and young King Arthur. And like for the first like season, they're not friends. They hate each other. Oh, it sounds great. They fucking hate each other. And like the cast is good and you get all the, you get all the characters, you get them all. And like you, they start off as friends and then they break apart. I haven't finished it. I've watched like three seasons. So good, dude. Um, but the thing is, I love the King Arthur tale. Like I, I'm a sucker for it. I, you know, I want to watch every version of it. I can. So I had to see yeah. it. Um, you know, and as well. So I had to see it. Um, I think it comes out on HBO pretty soon. So if you want to watch it, Andrew, it'll be I'll on. Give there. it a so shot. Just, like, I don't know if I'll finish it. We'll see, <laughs> dude. I mean, oh, dude, I can't imagine. I can't believe I did, but and I can't believe I'm saying I liked. I thought this. I was gonna like King Arthur more than I liked the Mummy. So I watched the Mummy first. Oh yeah, and I enjoyed the Mummy more. I will say though, the Mummy. The one with Brandon Fraser in it is far superior to this new Mummy movie. I think. <laughs> I mean, that's I the way. That's, that, that's what. That's what I gathered from just watching the response from everybody. That original Mummy series had like several sequels. It looks like this one won't even get that whole monster no, universe off the ground, man. No, and the thing that sucks is that Del Toro had had the chance to run the Dark Universe. Like he would be, you know, you would have to run everything by Del Toro before your film got made or he would like be overseeing every monster film that was made, which I was like, I understand the pressures of that. Maybe he didn't want that pressure, but I think he also released, he's like, he wish he would have taken it. And I wish he would have too. Um, so that was the second worst one you saw. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing, the, the, I would put 47 meters down and the mummy kind of tied oh, just okay. because Tom Cruise not being – if they move – if they got someone else beside Tom Cruise, which I get why they got him, star power. That's why you put Tom Cruise in a fucking movie. Oh, yeah, and it worked too in China. It, yeah. fucking, it fucking was successful. <laughs> and, I mean, visually, it's like shot well. Uh, it's edited well. I mean, compared to like King Arthur – where at some points I was like, what the fuck are you doing with these camera angles, dude? Like, I don't understand. Like, they would do flashbacks, but then they'd be flash forwards. Here's the fuck, dude. There's just some shit in King Arthur. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But the mummy kept it straightforward. It was like, this is what's happening. Here we go. Move forward. With some flashbacks to tell you about who the mummy is. Um, spoiler alert. Tom Cruise does become Set, the god of death in Egyptian mythology. That's kind of cool which I thought was very, very cool um, because he sacrifices himself to become this God to save someone that he can't be with because he's the God of death. Okay. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting, uh, an interesting take. I don't know if I want Tom Cruise to be the mummy. Um, I will say though that um, Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde dope because I don't know if he was doing the voice for like that Cockney um, Mr. Hyde character. But dude, the like the transformation scene when he starts going bad. That's all in there. Yeah, he goes bad. He doesn't go full on. I didn't even um, know Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was in this motherfucker. Yeah, he's like the leader of like the people who find like the uh, the obscure, you know, the uh, like you know they found like uh, the mummy's tomb or well, well Tom Cruise's character stumbles upon it and then this team comes in and. Um, Dr. Jekyll is like the main leader behind this group who is looking for all these like kind of monsters sort of. Um, uh, but uh, when he turns into Mr. Hyde and it, that, that Cockney accent comes out, I was like, dude, Russell Crowe fucking crushing it. I, I mean, he's a good actor. I, I mean, I'm sure that can be debated, but I've liked him in most things I see him in. Yeah. You know, he's like putting 110% Russell Crowe into it. It's captivating. That dude, I'll follow that dude on whatever journey he's on if he's like really into what he's doing. And for whatever reason, fucking captivated the fuck out of me in this movie. Uh, but he was good. Um, they did try to add some humor with uh, Jake Johnson, who is, uh, he's from The New Girl. He does like, I watch a lot of movies that him and I guess he's a friend of this guy, but they shoot a lot of stuff in Chicago because he's from there. And I like those movies a lot. Um, I forget the director's name. He has a show on Netflix called Easy. Season two just dropped. I haven't watched it yet, but I really enjoyed that series only because I lived in Chicago. I don't know if it would. Uh, I don't know if anyone else would enjoy it as much as I do, but it's good. I like it. But they did try to put some comedy in there, and they do ref like they do. I feel like this is a little like nod to uh, American Werewolf in um, London. Because uh, his best friend keeps on showing up and trying to direct him as he's like becoming the werewolf and stuff. And yeah. Johnson's character appears to uh, Tom Cruise as he's like trying to like like what he should and shouldn't do. Um, but like it kind of ends there. There's like uh, one they do a flashback scene to kind of tell you the story of the girl mummy in it. Um, I'm not gonna try to pronounce her name because I'm gonna fuck it up. Um, but Set does show up and it's very creepy when he does. Like the creature effect is cool. I, but the thing that's most interesting to me that uh, the reason I put this movie slightly higher, uh, you know, it's the the third w worst one I watched was I almost want to see the notes that were written for this dark universe just to see where they were going with it. 
because the ideas that they implant with the mummy are kind of they're not great but they're interesting just to see like what they would have had in mind for like a you know a universe of like monster films which blows my mind that this was even in the head of universal studios there's something there i really i really agree with that i think that they they could have a great uh you know universe there i know people are like oh they're jumping on the movie universe bandwagon but it's like dude that's kind of cool i mean yeah. stories being connected has always been interesting in my opinion you know so it what they what they seem to have planned was fucking awful but uh i mean i you know, think I, I would like to see like del toro's vision would would be incredible and um dude the only thing i got to say is that that really threw me off was just like it didn't look like a fucking mummy. I want like a, I kind of like I want a more like classic look, you know. I yeah, want I mean, more. I want more wraps. I want more like mummy wrappings and shit. I want a, like a sarcophagus look. I don't want a Mission Impossible tone. I want it to be a horror tone. That's actually the main thing. It, yeah, they're trying to make it a Mission Impossible movie. Sure, this movie's made money, but you know what? Horror mummy movies used to make money. I guess, mm -hmm. you know, they fucking had several action-y mummy movies with Brendan Fraser. But, dude, switch it the fuck up, man. Go back to the horror roots. You know, there's something really scary about being in a dark-ass tomb in a fucking pyramid. It's fucking... Dude, you don't have to make it... It's not that much of a stretch to turn this into a horror, horror film, you know? Yeah. I mean, that... It, ah, it just drives me crazy, man. I mean, that's that's the ultimate thing that, like, killed this... A universe was that they, they didn't lean into the horror aspect enough like i think you can do a good balance of an action horror film like but yeah. you have to make sure that your main aspect is horror yes um, like there are movies like like i would say aliens is an action horror movie you know um even the descent is an act like i would say it's an action horror movie it's about someone fucking surviving and that's what you needed to make this movie is something about like you shouldn't have said it in this big unit like a big town like london should have been a small like camp somehow involved Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Um, you should have kept this smaller scale and not spent so much money on it. I don't think you needed a big star. To, you know, I think what you needed was maybe someone who's like kind of big right now, not Tom Cruise big, not like a list, but someone who's big enough to like take the role to get people into the theater. Then you needed to secure a horror movie director who is very like who's one of his favorite films is the mummy from back in the day and yeah. you go this is what we want we want this to be scary first of all but what kind of action elements can we put in it can we make it more exciting than like say the older mummy movies and then you go off that and then you try to tie this universe together and what i think that they were trying to do was make a universe where you'd have to call in like tom cruise's you know because he's a mummy now he's the living dead he is death incarnate set then you have dr jekyll mr hyde and who's the worst villain that you could bring back and i think that's dracula and i yeah. think they're trying to pull a fucking monster squad man i know that's, that's they're trying I'm to saying. get the team together and like you know kind of humanize them a little bit that's why i think tom cruise is kind of like half in of like being the god of death and half being the character he plays in this movie which is just tom cruise again <laughs> but you know and then you have like dr jekyll mr hyde which is like um, Russell Crowe's character can only control him when he, you know, with an antidote, but 
you know, it was almost like they were trying to do a Monster Squad slash League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in the Monster Universe and go up against, like, Big Bad Dracula. Or, I mean, maybe they would have made Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster the bad guy. You know, I don't know. I mean, we'll never see that universe, but I want to see those fucking notes, dude. I want someone to, like, make a documentary about, like, what could have been about the Dark Universe. And hopefully they've learned from their mistakes and they might try to reboot it again. And I think they just need to make smaller films, man. Horror movies have never done well big budget. You know, I think it it's a, probably the biggest budget horror film I've seen in a while. But it's like... It was a, kind of a fluke, really, because it was big budget and it made a bunch of money. And I mean, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. But I think the thing is, it's like you don't have to throw a bunch of money at horror to make it good. You know, some of my favorite horror films aren't made on the biggest budgets. You know, some right. of them are very small and, you know, like with no effects budget and I'm fucking in love with it. And I think that's the thing that studios miss, like especially Universal with The Mummy is like, I think they went for something. And maybe The Mummy was supposed to be the most action packed one of them all, you know, and they were going to try to because they did say they were going to do smaller, more indie kind of films for that universe, which I think they probably should have just introduced whatever they thought was going to be the smaller indie film with like a horror director, honestly, I think that's how you should introduce us to this dark universe and not put it at the beginning of the film before it starts. Like it even says dark universe. And it's like, maybe you should have like dropped that at the end, like kind of tied in the first film, put it like after credit sequence. I mean, I know people hate it cause it's like, Oh, this is more everybody does it now, whatever. But I'm a horror movie fan. So I fucking loved it. Like tie it into something and be like, you know, then dark universe after that, like what the fuck is the dark universe? What is that? There's a better way to do this. And Universal, you should be paying me because I can help you do this. I mean, it would be so fun to have like Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon and all this stuff. You're calling it the Universal Monsters, Universal Horror Movies. Lean into the horror aspect. Make it maybe a little bit cheesy, you know, but uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest missed opportunities for me. I mean, I'm glad they made money in China and all that, but it's almost like, it's like China is... In this instance, at least they've they've uh, backed the wrong horse. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's what sucks about it. It's like you're 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 perpetuating this bullshit. Yeah. I and so, uh, forty-seven meters down, thirty-seven. Forty-seven. All right. Now, Andrew. Yeah. It's about it's it's got scuba scuba divers in it. I heard I had some friends that saw this movie, and one of my friends that saw it is a diver. So he had some interesting things to say about it. I didn't see it, but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, okay, so first of all, I am a sucker for like creature movies. Like it doesn't have to be something out of this world, it can just be like a giant snake or just a normal shark. Like open water, love it. Saw the shallows. The shallows was fucking dope. And I thought with 47 meters down, I was going to get another Shallows. I did not get that. Um, what I got was something okay, but I went into it thinking I was going to get that Shallows movie, which I highly recommend. It was a lot of fun to watch. Very like unsettling, some decent gore, um, great acting. I never thought I'd be like, oh, yeah, Blake. Blake if, I feel like if people were like, year, like a couple of years ago, if people were like, Blake Lively is going to be in this. I'm like, who the fuck is that? I don't give shit about her but now i know her because of the shallows right but i thought i was gonna get something like that or along the line something suspenseful that i like was like on the edge of my seat like oh shit i gotta sit up for this like i need to know what happens to these people you know um i didn't get that i don't think it's like 
terrible. I definitely think for something called 47 meters down that calls itself a shark movie, I needed way more shark, dude. Way more shark. But maybe that's only right. because the sharks in it, I probably feel like they acted more like real sharks than they probably acted like the way a real shark would than in the shallows. Cause I feel like the shallows is kind of like, what if kind of like, what yeah. if this shark just stayed there and like got a whiff of blood and was just like, just, you know, it, the shallows is almost like jaws, you know, like jaws is like, I don't feel like jaws would, that movie wouldn't have worked if they acted like real sharks, you know, but right. I don't know that much about sharks. So <laughs> maybe I'm wrong about it. And maybe jaws is correct. Maybe the shells is correct. And four seven meters is, down I'll, I'll say something about that in a minute but go ahead go ahead um but you know and i think maybe they maybe that's the thing i didn't like about it, it became maybe it was a little too realistic uh i don't i don't dive so i was interested to see if andrew had seen this or had heard about it because i feel like some of it was a bit much but i feel like they tried to put in some like some realistic things that could happen to you if you were under this situation but then you also have to craft a movie that is suspenseful and like you obviously want people to live in this movie you know so you kind of got to suspend certain beliefs or like what can and can't happen, which I don't know if, I mean, I guess it's fine as long as you don't, if you go diving and then you're in a situation sort of like this, you just can't like go into it thinking like, yeah, movies are real. You know, you got to be like, ah, movies aren't yeah. real and they're exagger exaggerated. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I just, I think I had such a good time watching the shallows because it is kind of almost like, you know, it's kind of like a B movie creature feature with a shark in it, but like kind of done with good acting with like really good performances. I didn't really think the performances were super great in 47 meters down, but I would put it above the mummy and right under wind river because I think it was a better story. And, you know, even if it is kind of simple in this story, it was done well and the effects look pretty good too. Nice. All right. So I haven't seen it, but, um, the thing about sharks is, uh, usually when you hear about a shark attack, they're attacking surfers, right? Mm -hmm. Not scuba divers. It hardly ever, ever happens. Uh, the reason for that is they think is, uh, scuba divers are on the surf. I mean, uh, surfers are on the surface and yeah. their legs are kind of flopping around and they look like seals cause they're where a seal would be near the surface. Yeah. Uh, so that's why they attack them usually because they're they're really just trying to find a seal and they're i guess confused i don't know uh and i guess you know you add blood into it that's another factor uh but uh scuba divers are wearing like a full-on like neoprene wetsuit doesn't smell that good you're probably not bleeding and you're under the surface so they don't give a shit would i dive near a fucking great white fuck no but but apparently it's really they're not people dive with all kinds of sharks actually i've come to realize because uh, most sharks really just won't do shit to you um yeah. and, and i mean basically sharks are when you say shark people usually think of great white shark mm -hmm. and yes that's the one you fucking need to not be around i mean again they probably won't do anything if you're scuba diving but still dude i'm i'm, I'm i'd be afraid of that shit i'm you know uh i'm not about to do it myself but you know there's ha hammerheads and shit and other kinds of like smaller sharks they are apparently like they just don't do anything to humans um yeah uh also uh the scuba diving thing with this movie um i think the one of the main things is 
if you're underwater that long, you would suffer narcosis a lot faster than what happens in this movie. And and I know they're wearing like a different kind of breather. They're yeah. called regulators uh, usually. Um, so they can actually talk in this, right, to each other? Yeah. Usually you have a regulator in your mouth and you can't talk. There's all these like scuba's uh, hand signals that you have to learn. And uh, so with them talking, I think that might change things up a bit. But still, I think you'd probably get some narcosis after a fucking hour and a half or so. Maybe even earlier. I don't know. Um, narcosis is essentially like being drunk off of the uh, air tank. And the pre- the water pressure, too, affects your bloodstream. So there's a yeah. bunch of shit like that. I mean, there's stories of like old, more in the olden times, but old divers would try to feed fish their own bubbles just because they were uh-huh. so fucking like, they call it narked out. Uh, so yeah, they probably should have been under that influence more. Did it, did they actually get narcosis in the movie? I know that like Mandy Moore's character starts losing her mind a little bit. Cause like okay. it gives her an alternate ending. Um, Cause wow. she's been down there so long. Okay, so they do address um, that. Like, yeah, like they, they they make a good point of like getting the bins and stuff. Okay. Like if you come up too fast, yeah, man. Um, and you can like get that nitrogen or whatever in your brain, which can fuck you up and yeah. I guess kill you. Um, so you have to ascend slowly. Um, How did it say? Oh, uh, 47 meters down. Yeah, that's pretty so, fucking far, man. A meter, so, one meter is about three feet. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. That's why I was like, I'm, I'm kind of interested for you to see it. Just like, you know, catch it like on a movie channel or something just to see what you think of it. Because, I mean, you know more about the diving. And not that I needed this movie to be realistic at any point. It's just, it's interesting when you see something like this and then know someone who does it. Because then you want to know like, oh, could they really have done that? Does this really happen? Like, come on, Andrew, tell me, tell me, tell me. I read an article me. about all the problems with it, but I don't remember all that shit. Um Honestly, I don't need it to be totally realistic either. I mean, I'm still beginner diver myself. I've only been on 12 dives so far, which is pretty, like, not enough, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, out of all the ones that you've said, Wind River, because it's actually a good movie, and this one I would probably check out out of, out of these four that you've mentioned. It's it's one and two, man. Number one, and then forty-seven meters down, I put us two just because I thought it was a more solid film. You know, like definitely with its ideas in check with what it wanted and didn't want to do. You know, it it has like diving has gotten me more interested and in, slightly more interested in oceanography and I don't know. Just I mean, the planet's mostly water, man. I mean, it's it's just I don't know. I feel like some of it's it's good to know some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, if we can get so trapped in our own human culture and I don't know, you can go deep with this topic, but it's kind of cool to learn more about that kind of thing. I watched this documentary called mission blue on Netflix recently. And that one was pretty good. There's another one called chasing coral. Also, that one's good. I got pretty into that stuff this year because of, you know, actually getting the, um, certification. Yeah. That's why, uh, like, when I was watching it, I was like, hmm, I need to ask Andrew, see if he knows anything about this, but. Yeah, I got to see it. I just, I can't really make a judgment until I actually see the thing. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to go, this is a sort of a recurring segment, I guess. <laughs> uh, maybe we should just call it 
Andrew, shit Andrew should have seen already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I saw Silence of the Lam- Silence of the Lambs last night for the first time. This is kind of the follow-up to that time I saw Seven like a month ago for the first time. It's weird so, how you're doing the serial killer shit, but I'm into it, so continue on. <laughs> yeah, it's not all that, but you know what? Yeah, I was kind of in the mood for that. I think Mine Hunter kind of set me up for this too. I I really liked Mine Hunter a lot uh, on Netflix. Yeah, so I finished that one, and when I was watching this, it kind of felt like I was watching Mine Hunter. Um, I mean, yeah, dude, fucking great performances all around. Stellar, fucking stellar, man. I mean. Hopkins is amazing. Um, let's see. I mean, so I might have zoned out a little bit here, but when they talk about the story about the lambs, uh, she she hears the screaming of the lambs in her head, right? I don't know how yeah. long ago you saw this. And then when she, I guess she stops hearing the screaming in her head, you know, so what exactly caused her to not hear it anymore? Do you remember? I mean, dude, I don't know. I've, I've like, I've, I haven't read the book. I've read half of it. Um, my, so I'm just, <laughs> my journey to this is I've read all the books except Silence of the Lambs. Oh, wow. The main <laughs> which is one. Weird. Yeah. Um, but then, cause I was just like so into that world. I was just like, oh, I don't like, for some reason I like, I got to silence and I was like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm done. I can't i can't I just can't I'm, i've been in hannibal lecter's world for so long now but i did re- just recently finish hannibal the series which is great so if you like silence of the lambs and andrew if you go through hannibal and red dragon again or like manhunter uh, i would highly recommend um the hannibal series it's great um they're gonna come apparently it's coming back because right i guess the rights to the characters in silence of the lambs like um cl- uh Jodie Foster's character, Clarice Starling, um, has yes, just become available, I guess. Like, I don't know who owned it and whatever, but they couldn't do it before, and that's why they took a break or, can't, or the series ended because they couldn't finish. They wanted to do that story, but for whatever reasons, they couldn't. Um, but I don't remember. I, and there's a, there, I think I've read in the book or like the snippet in the book that talks about why it's called Silence of the Lambs, and they mention it when she talks to Hannibal. There's a story in the movie. I think I just zoned out for a second. I mean, she has this, she has this whole spiel about she went to live on this farm, and then the the lambs were screaming or something, and she still hears the screaming in her head all the time. And this is this is Hannibal Lecter trying to get into her head. And mm-hmm. then I think it's a character arc thing, and I feel bad because I missed it. I think where she i guess experiences the silence of the lambs in her head they're no longer screaming in her head she maybe it's some sort of like inner peace kind of thing i need to maybe look into this more i don't know how i missed it i usually look out for this kind of stuff but i guess i missed it this time around but uh yeah i would just assume it's her like facing a fear like when she goes up against um jesus christ what's the killer's name in this buffalo bill (laughs) yeah but when she goes up against bill and like you know, ultimately saves the fucking day and takes out this like person who skins people and wears their, you know, wears their skin. And then because like through the film, like she plays a hard ass, but she's scared. And I think Hannibal makes reference to that a lot when she's talking. Yes, to yes, yes. And I think the last time when they meet each other, well, 
well, he gets away in this one. Yes. But like that, like she's not afraid of him. I think is like, she's become something more after she's faced this. Like, I mean, it's an ultimate evil man. Like Buffalo Bill is like, you never want to encounter something like that. You right. know, like that's some, that's, you know, I don't know what that's called. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know, <laughs> but, and I just don't want to like, it's, it's crazy, but that's like a general term that, you know, but I just assume that's what silenced it because she was afraid of, you know, I assume the lambs were screaming because she probably was on a farm where they like probably killed them for meat yeah. or, yeah. you know, or further like, I mean, you can shear a sheep and still the sheep can still be alive. So I'm assuming it was some kind of farm that probably killed certain ones. And it's a childhood fear. And I think the whole thing is about overcoming, like basically becoming an adult, but like the extreme version of that, because you're faced with like two vicious <laughs> a cannibal and a fucking like an Ed Gein kind of character, which is Buffalo Bill. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure like when people listen to this book, uh, they say it very clearly in the book and it's this line and this line. And then the movie, it's this and this. And we're like, all right, well, you know, super house. We've had a couple of beers here. We're just talking. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it, it seems like Fincher could have directed this too. This is before Fincher's time, I think, but mm -hmm. it's, I, I could see this movie being a very, heavy influence on fincher you know yeah I, I think it's generally like i mean i think a lot of filmmakers I, I don't think i've ever heard anyone be like i don't like silence of the lambs i get like it not being people's th like not wanting to watch it or they watch it like oh it's too much but i think i mean, yeah, dude, most it's, I mean especially fun. women i think women probably have a hard time watching that kind of thing all the time you know like <laughs> yeah that's definitely got to be kind of hard to watch yeah no man i like i get it it's i don't know i was trying to think of the like the first time i saw it and i can't remember but i remember just being like engrossed in uh hopkins character and just needing to know what happened he's you know, great like, you know this, he is he's movie, not even that much this movie had won the top five oscars that year which haven't i don't know i think i've read that it didn't it hasn't done that since silence of the lambs where the top five are best picture Best actor, best actress, best screenplay, and best director, I think. Yeah. So it's just like a full sweep. And it's fucking awesome, man. I mean, I could definitely see it doing that. It's kind of cool that our horror thriller movie took that year so hard, but it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you don't expect it and uh, to not like... I mean, it's it's cool that like uh, I just saw that it has like a promotional thing to consider it for the awards. I was yeah. like, that's kind of cool. Like, I don't think it like needs to win Best Picture, but it's nice when you see a horror film or something that's considered like a horror thing, like kind of make its way into that genre. Yeah, uh, make it itself way into the awards. Like when Pan's Labyrinth did, it's like a kind of fantasy horror thing. Like yes. it's always nice to see because it's like you know people are you want the Academy to be paying attention to these other films. Not that the films that they, I mean, despite how you feel, but I do think generally every once in a while, there is one film in there that deserves it and should win everything, but it never does. Right. But at least there are some people there watching good fucking movies, you know? Um, right. But yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, I don't think I knew any of that. I don't think I knew that much about films. I think it was just something I saw in like USA or it's like silence of the lambs is coming. I was like, Oh, that's a dope ass name. <laughs> yeah, what's that mean i need to watch this shit you know and uh i watched it and uh 
I don't know. I don't remember why I became so enamored with like trying to read. I think I picked up a copy of Red Dragon for cheap for like a dollar. And I just uh-huh. need something new to read until something came out or I just need something different. Um, something kind of mystery, kind of thriller. And I read Red Dragon and I was like, this, this is a fucking good book. This is a fun book. I loved it. I think the Brett Ratner version, even Brett Ratner seems like a piece of shit. I don't condone it, but I don't want to watch anything he ever does again. But Red Dragon is a fucking dope-ass movie, man. I will say I like it more than Manhunter, but Manhunter is cool. And But I just think Red Dragon has more of a feel and that Ray Fiennes is the fucking dude in it. That performance is fucking dope. Because when you see someone else do it, it's not as good. And they do it in Hannibal the series, which like props to the guy who had to take on the that character from Ray Fiennes. But dude, Ray Fiennes is a fucking phenomenal actor. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I got into that and then I was like, oh, I really want to read Hannibal because I didn't really like that movie that much. Um, so I read Hannibal right. and really enjoyed the book. And so I rewatched the movie. There's parts of the book and parts of the movie that I think like Somewhere along the lines, they probably should have both gotten together and figured that out. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to read Young Hannibal or Hannibal. It's called Young. The book is called Young Hannibal. The movie's called Hannibal Rising. And I saw Hannibal Rising first. And I was like, this would be a better movie if it didn't have anything to do with Hannibal Lecter. Because to me, it never really explained why it becomes the way he becomes. Because everything that happens to him almost seems like he should become a better person. But I guess maybe you don't. And I think that's hard for me as someone who. I don't know. I feel like I, I've never been through that, like what Hannibal went through. So who knows how I would come out, you know, but it just seems like you'd want to not eat people and be terrible. But I don't know. It is what it is. People are fucked up and maybe that's the point. But yeah, it's got to make you even crazier and crazier because that's how mad cow disease starts. You feed beef to cows. It's probably the same thing that happens. I mean, you are, you got to be crazy to begin with to eat humans, but it probably makes it even worse if like if you actually like you know and that's the thing that you bite if you have like a meal of of somebody it's got to fuck you up even more well that's the thing it's like it's supposed to i think like it like fucking degenerates your brain or something yeah man but i don't know the like the scientific medical thing but i think i've read that before and that's the thing that kind of gets me about Hannibal because he's super smart. So at some point you got to think he's got to start getting holes in his brain. I mean, maybe it makes him smarter. Maybe it's just like hitting the wrong, like maybe it's making him less like, like he can't be emotional or like, you know, he doesn't act like normal humans do because of it's hitting certain parts of his brain. I don't know how that shit works, but um, I know I've always been intrigued by him. And I think Anthony Hopkins just sets that in your like psyche, you know, it's like, you want to know more about him. Like, how did it get here? You know, that's why I wanted to watch red dragon. That's why I want to watch Hannibal. And, uh, yeah, I mean, sounds of lambs a dope fucking movie, man. I, when you said you hadn't seen it and then all the comments under it, (laughs) I was just like, that doesn't surprise me, but I realized people don't know you as well as I do. So, <laughs> you know, I've, I've thought about this too. Why haven't I seen a bunch of this stuff? Because well, it's a lot of stuff in the '90s, and I think I did. I don't rewatch a lot of stuff now, but I think I did back in the day. And I watched just mainly comedy shit, man. I probably saw Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, the both Ace Venturas. Um, there's something about Mary, like, and Austin Powers, Wayne's World, Wayne's World. Like hundreds yeah. of times, man. Like combining all those movies together, I saw those movies 
so many times. So I, and you know, other shit too, but I think like maybe just revisiting those movies so many times, even like Beverly Hills Ninja. I was really into comedies in the nineties, just growing up. That was my shit. So I guess that's what took the place of these movies. And also Silence of the Lambs came out in 91. We were in first grade. So there was probably not a chance. I mean, you didn't see this in 91, right? Oh no, there's no way. Yeah. So it was just a movie that was already old by the time I was, I mean, I I did see movies that were older than my generation, of course, you know, (laughs) I've seen, you know, all kinds of shit, but it's just one of those movies that just like slipped by me. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because you'll make references to movies that I know I've seen they're comedies, but that's like your shit. Yeah. And I'll be like, you'll be like, yeah, like right guys. Like in this scene, I'm like, dude, I've seen that movie maybe twice, you know? And it's like something that was 2001, but yeah. Yeah, but it's like other movies, like I've seen like horror, like other movies that you're just like getting to. Like I've seen Seven like a million fucking times, dude. Like yeah. when we talked about Seven, I could go on and on about it because I've seen that movie so much. Like when it came out on DVD and that fucking like notebook packaging, I like lost my fucking mind. I was like, this is fucking genius. <laughs> this looks fucking dope. Are you guys seeing this? You know, this like, is my shit. yeah. And, you know, I mean, it is. I mean, it's honestly really fun that we have someone in the group that hasn't seen some of this shit. Because it makes eyes. me go, oh, yeah, I should go. You know, it's that. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go watch that right now. I haven't, you know, I own it, but I haven't watched it in like maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe even longer, you know. So it's fun to like revisit this stuff. And then here you're like, you know, even if you don't like it or don't appreciate it or whatever, it's like interesting to hear your you know, like, ah, it was cool, but like, why did this happen? This doesn't really make sense. And it's like, it made perfect sense when I saw it. Wait, is Andrew right? Does is it a shitty movie? It's like it makes you rethink, and then it like starts a conversation, which I always think is great. No, they, I mean, they, you know? I mean, basically everything that I've gone back, it like, it totally makes sense why it was a hit. I, I mean, the only thing is, it, Jaws to me felt pretty dated, but I can see that that movie came out in like '75, man. That that started the summer blockbuster yeah you know that that was the formula like spielberg fucking wrote the formula and said you're welcome you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i mean if, but the thing is i just and i understand all of that but at the end of the day i think that it kind of like it seems a bit a little bit dated but but like times of the lambs i mean that comes off as 90s as fuck but it's still like quite it, it holds up really really well it's dude, that movie is so nineties. It has like the like the old uh the old cell phones in it. There's like two or three shots, at least two, of George W. Senior in the yeah. background. Uh you know, they're like in government buildings and he's the president at the time. Yeah. You know, uh shit like that. So I mean you can't help it, that's the time it was in, but when you watch it, it kind of makes it feel like a little time capsule. You know? Yeah, I mean, I love that shit. I mean yeah i love that shit and it's funny like when you just like i just like man it's crazy that you didn't see jaws until like recently i think that blows my mind more than silence of the lambs just because i know you appreciate spielberg and like you like spielberg films i do and it's like you haven't seen the film that made spielberg basically you know i know it's weird but you know what none of my brothers have seen jaws to this day what the fuck is wrong with you it's a fucking shark movie a giant shark movie I don't know what it is, man. It just, it just, I mean, Benny hasn't seen it. I th- actually, Taylor said he's seen parts and Jordan has not seen it. 
I mean, I, I asked him about it. It just, I don't know, didn't play at the Bush House, man. Something about Damn. it. The Bushes, what a weird group of folk. <laughs> I know. So weird. I, I mean, every Jordan, time I put Jordan, on... Jordan really likes horror a lot, too, but I guess he just doesn't... That's just not his thing. I don't know. I mean, I remember watching Jaws with, like, my dad or something, and he was like, oh, the, the Jaws was coming on TNT, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. It's like, okay, we'll watch it. You know, commercials and all, and I was still like, I don't want to go in the fucking ocean. That sounds terrible. Jaws are in there. Multiple <laughs> Jaws, not just one. You know, like little kid me just like not understanding, you know, like that that's all that's in the ocean is fucking sharks. You know, and uh, I don't know. I still think it holds up. I mean, I mean, I still think it's fucking great, man. Like, I don't think the shark looks as good, but I would never want them to remake it. You know, yeah, I just feel like it just like, even like with the shark looking kind of shitty at times, but there are moments in that film that are just like terrifying. Like when um, Paul, uh, Paul Schneider's character, Schreider, uh, Paul Schreider is throwing the, like the chum in the water and then yeah. Joss head just comes up a little bit. Dude, oh, that shit's awesome, fucking, yeah. that shit's, that's a great fucking scene, dude. And then when yeah. he turns around and has that reaction of what he just fucking saw, like a shark's head, almost the side is the size of that fucking boat. Dude, I mean, the line, feet, 25 feet, man. Yeah. And then that part where he's like, we're going to need a bigger boat. It's dude. It's so good. Uh, I just love it. I think it's like, even if the shark doesn't look good, I think there's enough, there's enough moments in it where they hide the shark well enough where it's like, you can just kind of suspend that belief of like seeing like really good CG even or really good special effects like that. Um, but like Spielberg knew how to hide that shit, man. He had a like he had an eye for that shit, and you know, despite what you think about Spielberg, is you know he makes some good fucking movies. I mean, he's made he's made some ones I don't like, but overall, man, I think he's more hit than miss. Yeah, yeah, so. that's true. I haven't seen Bridge of Spies yet either. I heard that was actually good. No one talked about it though. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either, and I didn't see uh... BFG. <laughs> I didn't see that one. It is on Netflix. I just thought it looked, I just, it wasn't one of my favorite rolled, uh, road doll, uh, novels. So yeah, I didn't really yeah, care yeah. about it. So man, it could be good. I didn't think I watched that Pete's dragon. Cause I'd never seen the original Pete's dragon. Is Spielberg. He directed that shit. No, he didn't. I'm just saying, I just, oh, I thought oh. Pete's dragon was going to be bad. And I think they came out around similar times or maybe a monster calls. There's a lot of giant things coming out around this time. Yeah, that's true. I and, never saw the original Pete's Dragon either. And I thought that was, movie was good. I thought it was solid. Solid fucking movie. But, I mean, I'm not comparing it to the original. I'm sure people love that fucking animated one and they hate the new one. But I thought it was good. And so sometimes I just go, okay, maybe I should have tried. Maybe I should try BFG. Maybe it's actually really good. And people just didn't watch it because... They didn't want this wasn't what they wanted from Spielberg, which I know happens to me sometimes when a director makes something. I'm like, oh, really? You're doing this? This can't the be. The reviews good. weren't bad. They were, I mean, it wasn't like Spielberg made some shit. I mean, they were their reviews are decent. I mean, so. that's the thing with Spielberg, though. Generally, you're gonna get ah, it's not great, but you know, there's a lot of worse shit out there. And you're like, eh, even Tom Cruise's movie. War of the Worlds, that wasn't the greatest movie in the world. But that movie was that those action sequences were fucking good, man. Dude, I think as much as we shed on that movie in college, I feel like there was a lot of hate. There's a lot I of good that, in that movie, man. There really was. I think I really like that movie, honestly. Like I go yeah. back and think about it and I want to rewatch it. Yeah. I remember seeing an article that was basically like, War of the Worlds, best Spielberg wasn't that bad. And I was like, 
what are you saying? Are you questioning College Maddie's mind? Because <laughs> I think it was at the pristine, the top notch. But no, apparently, like I go back and think about that movie from time to time. And I like, I love that whole Tim Robbins shit where they're holed up in the house. I thought was great. The only thing, the only thing that bugged me about that movie was I wish the son would have died. I wish he wouldn't have come over that hill and been alive. Oh, right. Yeah. But it's a Spielberg moment, man. Like Spielberg loves that shit. He loves to reconnect you when you like, you know, he loves to give you that heart, man. And he does it as much as you hate it. You love it. You fucking love it. You eat it up. Dude, he wrote the book on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He knows what he's doing. I don't know how we went from Silence of the Lambs to Jaws. Well, I actually know how we got there, but horror shit. Oh yeah, shit. That was other shit that I <laughs> you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, that I just saw. But shit, Andrew should have seen. Should have seen already. <laughs> I that mean, that's the segment. This section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to watch a new movie like every couple of months, man, so we can talk about it. <laughs> the next one will be True Romance. All right, moving on. I'm gonna have to watch that one again. I, I think I've only seen that twice. Maybe, maybe not even twice twice is enough well i think the thing was is like i was such like everyone's like you ought to watch it tarantino uh wrote it and i was like okay and then i watched it and i was like well he wrote it but he didn't direct it yeah that's so right. it's like you're missing that like tarantino like like editing style and then just like you know like what he puts into his films because i mean that's why you go watch you go see a tarantino film because he's gonna make actors do shit or do things or act a certain way that you've never seen before right and then his visual style and that's why you go. And so I think as I was coming off of like, just like I'd seen Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown had been under the belt, like it was under the belt. And what came out after that? After Jackie Brown? Was it about being killed? It was about almost kill bill time. Is that, I think after Jackie Brown it was kill bill, I think. So I think it's like, everyone's like, you should watch true romance. And like, I have the utmost respect for Tony Scott. I know people hate some of his movies, but there's a movie called Revenge with Kevin Costner in it. And there's a director's cut, which I highly recommend. It's like 15 minutes shorter than the theatrical version. And it is a tight fucking revenge flick. Uh, Tarantino cites it as one of like he think as one of his favorite films. So watch Revenge with Kevin Costner. It's dope. Um, but I hadn't seen that till after True Romance. And I think I was just going into it being like, this is gonna be a Tarantino movie. And then it had the dialogue, but it didn't have the style, you know? Right. And that's what I wanted. So I need to watch it again, but I'm interested to see what you think of it for sure. I definitely think there's great performances and it's, it's fun to see like early Tarantino, like just something when he was just writing scripts. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see that one. I mean, everybody quotes that shit all the time and I just never fucking seen it, man. Dude. He also wrote a, from dust till dawn was also an early script. Oh really? And I guess like the part in Pulp Fiction when uh, they um, fucking Samuel Jackson's characters quoting the Bible. Yeah. Um, that was originally in From Dust Till Dawn, and oh, Robert sure. Rodriguez tells the story as he goes, "Quentin, I'm gonna have to make this fucking movie before you take everything out of it." Because <laughs> he was like still in all these lines that he wrote in From Dust Till Dawn to put in like his other movies, which I think is hilarious that he just like, I mean, I guess you would as a writer, you just have this back catalog of stuff that you know, didn't work in whatever, for whatever reason, you know, you can just pull from it. But right. I always like that story because it's like, what would from dust till dawn have been like, if it had that fucking Samuel L. Jackson line in it. Like if, if uh, George Clooney's character and um, 
from Destel Don was quoting, you know, Samuel Jackson's famous lines, like, how would that sound? How would that come off? I don't know. It's things I think about because I'm a nerd. Bible quote was actually kind of cool with all the vampires too. It kind of makes sense. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's why I was in there. Yeah. I'm, I mean... Say what again, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Pulp Fiction's so good. Dude. I watch that. I just saw that again. Uh, I did. I have seen that one like several times. I saw it again like a yeah, year ago, and it was like, man, this shit holds up, dude. So good. There was a time in my rotation of films was Pulp Fiction Seven and like Fight Club, continually, continually watching. Nice. And I haven't seen Pulp Fiction in probably years now. Ready to move into movie news? Yeah, let's do it, dude. along into the movie news section <clears throat> let's start off with marvel uh feel free to stop me at any time as usual maddie uh captain marvel uh the that hashtag show has uncovered casting calls for three muscular characters they're they are believed to be the scrolls they're going to make the appearance in this uh jude law was cast in this movie as well and it's that hashtag show is also show uh, reporting that ben mendelson is playing Ooh. Captain Jan Rog, a Kree informant who will set the stage for the upcoming Kree Scroll War. In the comics, Jan Rog was a major antagonist of Marvel, the original Captain Marvel. Ooh. Which is was, apparently actually, Jude Law, right? Jude Law is playing that guy. So that's actually pretty cool. This looks like it'll be a really fun story, man. What do you think about this? I mean, first of all, Brie Larson, oh, swoon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You had me at Brie. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think Jude Law's a fucking, I think he's a solid actor, dude. I like him in a lot of like his, like uh, Repo Men was a movie that came out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but he's fun. I think he's, I think he's a good character actor. And I think I, I like him the most when he's playing like these kind of outlandish characters um, that you wouldn't like. I, I don't normally like him if he's playing like serious characters. Um, I thought he was a really great Watson in the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, um, and I think like the biggest like I like Robert Downey Jr. I think he did okay, but I think not casting like a British person as Sherlock was probably the downfall of that film franchise. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think you know eh, what could have been maybe if Guy Ritchie wasn't doing them. I didn't mind them. I know a lot of people hated them. I thought it was fun to kind of see more of an actiony kind of Sherlock Holmes because you always get the kind of drier Sherlock stuff. So like, why not? But whatever. I guess I'm wrong. That's fine. Hate me. Say what you will. Um, I love going back to that. Ben Mendelsohn is like one of my favorite actors of all. I think anytime he's on screen, it's captivating. I need to know what he's thinking, what he's doing. I thought him as Krennic was great. I wish there was a little bit more of an epic fight scene between him and Jen Erso and Rogue One. But what can I say? Rogue One's pretty fucking dope. So I won't complain too much. But I'm excited for him to get into maybe the Marvel universe a little bit. I kind of would like to see him play maybe a good guy though. I feel like he's always cast as villains, but he's he has that. Cast. Yeah, he's definitely but typecast. He, but he has that face, and you know what? At the end of the day, he's making that money. Yeah, he's making true. that Star Wars money. He's making that Marvel money. Like I'm sure he doesn't care, but I'd like to see him cast as something like. I mean, I don't know who the fuck I'd ca even cast him as. You know, he'd probably be a good fucking like Swamp Thing. 
like humans. Really? That's he, interesting. Fucking. Uh, I think he has a great voice for it. I think you'd have to do a little voice modification. To what make about it a Arcane? Deep. He could play Arcane too. But right? you cast him as a bad guy. I know. But yes, I He's agree. So I, think great, I think he'd be a great Arcane dude. Um, but I think he'd be a good like Alec Holland too. You know, I think he. You know, I think you have to give him the time. Like you've only seen him play like bad guys. So I think you need to give him the chance to play a good guy. That's true. And, yeah. I, and I think the way his voice sounds like with a little like deeper modification on it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he could do it as an actor without any like, you know, um, any kind of modification like digitally to his voice. Like I think he'd have a pretty dope swap thing voice. But I think it'd be cool casting to see him do like maybe like one of the like the creature um, comic book characters, you know. Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Who knows? But I mean, that's cool, man. I think Marvel's got it. They've got it locked down. I'm excited for Brie. I'm excited for Jude. Jude. I'm excited for Ben. Now it's good. I, I, you know, I never thought I'd be excited for a Captain Marvel movie ever. Dude, like, it's looking good though, man. I mean, I, I'm liking all the news I hear from this movie. I ain't even seen a poster yet, Andrew. And I want to give him $15. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. I saw Brie Larson wearing like a fucking onesie of the Marvel of Captain Marvel. And I was like, damn girl, you are Captain Marvel. Yeah, man. So I'm in. All right. Moving on from that one. Uh, multiple man, dude, James Franco doing multiple man. Uh, they're promising a hard R <laughs> for multiple man. Don't know why, but all right, whatever. Uh, and they said, it looks, what's it? THR said, or, Actually, I don't know. Somebody, this is a quote, I believe. Anyway, it says, our bottom line, our bottom line MO is, how can we push this into new ground a little bit, but still make it interesting? But what I love about Simon Kinberg and Fox and the X-Men people, and the X-Men people have done with Deadpool and Logan. It took a while to get there, maybe 10 years, but they are going to go hard R, and we're going to take this superhero thing and really push it into a new genre. <laughs> So we're working with Simon Kinberg on an X-Men property, which is multiple men. And with James Franco, you know, he does a lot of crazy shit, man. And it's usually good. Yeah. Uh, you know, so again, maybe it doesn't have to be rated R, but kind of just trust what James Franco does at this point, man. I, the only thing I have to say is who cares about multiple man? Dude, we're gonna care. It's after James Franco like makes are a we, really great film. We might if he fucking does some great shit with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care about him either. But the thing is, if they if they went deep into the hat of Marvel characters and Franco was like, yeah, I kind of want to do this one. It's like, I don't know, man. It's just like, well, you might if if that's the one you're passionate about, then let's see it. That's that's how I look about looking. Look at. I it. mean. Andrew, it's sound logic. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and I hear it in my ears. I think the only way I would care about multiple man is if you have other characters within the universe. I don't think I could initially care about multiple man on a solo film, but I think if you call it multiple man, but then you feature other characters from a, like point at some point and it's a secret, like whatever, like, I mean, I just feel like you also have to like, so what Deadpool did that was great was like, it wasn't just a Deadpool movie. You got Negasonic Teenage Warhead. You got, you got a cool Colossus, you know, um, you got a random like taxi driver and then his roommate and then his like best friend at the bar. 
Like you have yeah. to do something with that with multiple man. Like you got to throw in, you know, um, you got to throw in like some minor, um, not the Colossus is minor. Colossus is a pretty dope fucking character, but you know, maybe throw in like a Colossus type character or uh, someone else, you know, from that universe uh, to make it more interesting. And if they do that, like that's what I hope happens. Like if I'm just watching James Franco play multiple man and just like that story of that guy, I don't think that's going to be that interesting. I think what will make it more fun is if we get the story of multiple man, but then he teams up or gets involved with say other characters they can show up again. Cause like, I think the fun thing about Deadpool two is going to be is that we get Negasonic teenage warhead again. We're going to get Colossus again, plus cable. And I oh, think yeah. that's what you have to do with some of these, not the Deadpool's a minor character because like, if anything we know, like Deadpool is recently like, Getting, like when I first found out about Deadpool, like I didn't think anybody really cared about him. I thought he was cool looking, but didn't really care about him. But like where Deadpool is now is I never saw that coming ever, you know? Um, so I think you know, maybe multiple men can be the next Deadpool. Who knows? I don't know if that's like a statement. <laughs> don't quote me on that. I'm not saying that. Cause I know, I know, I know that we're getting more popular out there with my two votes. And I know you people will run with these things that I'm saying. <laughs> These are drunk things that I'm saying. Don't run with them. I'm sure that they'll create the world. I mean, it's already kind of said they they, they want to go off Deadpool and Logan, so they, they kind of know what they're going for. I think that aspect will be fine. I think it's just going to be how they're going to – I'd just like to see what's the – whenever you see a superhero movie, part of it is the spectacle of their powers. So I want to see the spectacle of somebody that – like multiple man i just want to i'm interested to see how they'll make an action scene with this guy yeah well i mean the same thing too is like uh with new mutants like i never thought i wanted to read a new mutants comic but i've already read like what this new the film's based off of so nice. you know maybe i'll maybe i'll become a fucking multiple man fan we'll see man that's fine it's i just like i said i just think they need to add i need to see another familiar face from the x-men universe you know like I was They'll trying to have think. fucking Deadpool show up in that shit, man. You know who knows? I mean, I think that would be fun. That would be a great crossover. Like that would be fun to see. But you yeah. know, I mean, like you said, I think James Franco's making a lot of good choices. I haven't seen the Disaster Artist yet. I've heard mixed kind of things about it. People love it, or they're just like, "Yeah, why did they make this fucking movie?" Which I'm kind of on that side of, you know, whatever. It's just kind of perpetuating someone that. Like, it, it's a weird, like, I feel like we need to have this discussion at some point about the room. Oh, yeah. And I saw that just, once a long time ago. Yeah, I've seen it once. And I feel like we need to have a discussion just about, like, is it art or nah? <laughs> and has it become something? I mean, it's obviously become a fucking phenomenon. But does, like, I mean, is Tommy Wiseau making, like, shit tons of money off this? Probably. And it's like, yeah, probably, he, man. And it's like, I feel like there are creatives out there who just, like, don't get the shot that they deserve. And I, maybe it's a little bit of me too, just being like jealous that like, you know, I feel like I have some talent, but like maybe I just don't know how to direct it necessarily um, or how to like uh, market myself. And it's like, you know, fucking working at a fucking, uh, you know, a clothing store and fucking, you know, it's just, well, he's a so fucking I, fluke, man. I wouldn't base anything off of that guy. That guy's just, yeah, but I'm saying like, it's like, do you take it like, what do you consider him? I, like, I don't know. Cause like if he makes anything else now, people are going to see it. They're going to pay money to see his next film, you know? And now that James Franco has made this movie based off a book that someone wrote about that movie, 
it's even more like he's his name's on it. He's probably a producer on it. He's made shit tons of money. You know, it's like, should I just make shitty fucking movies and just like, I don't know, man. It's, I don't like, I remember when people were like trying to get me to see it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to see something shitty just because a lot of people really enjoy it, you know? Um, because I don't feel like, I don't feel like he knows what he's, he didn't know what he was doing. You know, I, I don't know. It's it's like something I wrestle with. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's that's that's a whole other conversation. Let's save that for later. That that is a good one, but uh, maybe that's a preview for another episode. All right. Yeah, we can save it. Maybe if we've seen the disaster artist, we can get into it and compare. Yeah, it. we can combine those things. Uh, the last thing we have no DC news because you know we've had enough of that. DC sucks. Well, uh, we did Bat- Ninja Batman. Batman. Oh yeah, we did we did that. So there you go. Uh, uh, and then uh, in the other section, I just have one thing. There's a movie called Crenshaw being made. Logan's James Mangold is teaming with the author of Animorphs. <laughs> oh yeah, I read the, I read something about this. It's the next movie. Talking cat. <laughs> Sold, dude. Okay, James Mangold doing a film about a large talking cat. It's just like. Uh, and the guy that wrote Animorphs, it's just, I put this in, in here because it's just so weird. It's a weird, it's such a weird thing, but you know what? It's so weird. It's good. <laughs> you know? So interesting. I mean, you know, what I really hoped to hear was that like he was developing an X 23 movie and that would be his next thing. Um, I mean, yeah. I think that's what we all wanted. Um, and you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of that's up in the air. If Disney's trying to acquire, fucking Fox because they own the rights to X 23 and Wolverine and all that shit. So, I mean, I hope with them get not getting, if they do get the certain characters, I hope they continue forth with the next 23 movie. I think, I think most people want to see that. I would love to see where that, like her and that band of mutants go and just pick that shit up, man. I don't need it based on a comic. Like just get a fucking yeah. good screenwriter in there. Uh, if James Mingle wants to make a fucking movie about a giant talking cat, I'm sure it'll fucking look good. Um, you know, I thought Logan was great. I mean, I had my issues with it because it's not necessarily the Logan movie I wanted to see. But, I mean, for a comic book movie that, I mean, I think it's fucking good. Um, you know, I was super excited. I was fucking enthralled during the theater uh, experience. Um, I love Girl Interrupted. Uh, Walk the Line's pretty solid. Um, yeah, sure, man. I don't know anything about this fucking talking cat movie, but what ifs? I watch it. I like cats. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, just, it just, it just makes me chuckle. Oh, I bet your lady's <laughs> all about it, isn't she? Oh, dude, yeah. Well, actually, I didn't. I don't think she, she knows much about it. But she, dude, if she if she saw a picture of it, I'm sure she'd be all about it. I mean, loves- just, honestly, as soon as the trailer drops, she's gonna be like, Andrew, we gotta go see this. And you're like, I know. I'm it's it's gonna be like a Thursday. the tickets. <laughs> Thursday night movie, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a few other things in the box office news. Um, just just really quick stuff. Uh, Coco's the biggest ever movie in China for Pixar. Weird. Yeah, uh, kind of interesting. Uh, worldwide, Thor Ragnarok grossed 116 million and 291 domestic. Fucking raking it the fuck in. And then we have three tidbits about Justice League. This is uh you know, they're doozies. Don't care, don't care, don't care. Just kidding. Justice no. League dropped 60% in the third weekend. Because it's trash. Yeah. Uh, 
And then after three weekends, Justice League is yet to surpass Batman and Robin's uh, <laughs> adjusted for inflation gross. Damn. Yeah, that's bad. I, and I then I'm much rather watch Justice League over Batman and Robin. I don't know what that says, but I feel yeah. like people might go see Justice League now that I've said that. <laughs> yeah, that I would say it's better than that movie too. Uh, and then the last one, Justice League still has not beat the Avengers opening weekend after three weeks at the box office. Uh, let me reiterate, because it's trash. <laughs> they didn't do it right, man. And there's all that um, Sujihara CEO shit. They wanted to, again, this is all alleged information, but it seemed like it might be right. There was a Umberto, uh, what's his name? His name is Umberto. He runs a Latino review, and this guy gets all kinds of inside scoops. And he had this like inside scoop where came out like earlier this week about um basically the ceo the ceos wanted to release this movie as soon as they could so to get it out before the at&t warner brothers merger happened that way they could maintain their uh they could maintain their bonuses oh it, yeah i read that i think you posted or said something about it yeah and it's just it's and it's like so controlled by all the CEOs and all that. It's like a producer made movie, not a director made movie, all that kind of shit. So the movie's fucking doomed, man. Yeah. It's just so much bullshit. So much, so much politics after that and all that shit. So <sighs> yeah, man kind of sucks, but whatever. That's all the news, dude. All right, guys, that's it. This is episode 101. You thought we were done at 100. We weren't. We're going to keep on going. Let's get used to us. We're here. Send us some money on Patreon because we're fucking poor as shit. We've been doing this. We've been talking to you guys. Come on. For reals, guys. I mean, just fucking 50 cents. That's all I want to make. Just send it to me. Um, but just kidding. If you guys are listening, we appreciate it. Send us comments or anything. We don't need money. We do this because we love to do it. We love to talk to each other. We love to hear from you guys. Um, definitely if you have any questions you want us to address something we're here to do that because we love to talk uh you know um we like our fans too um until you start hating us and then we won't like you but um you know have a good night later andrew signing off this is stefan from the Superhouse podcast be sure to check us out on patreon on facebook twitter instagram and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on we are basically on all social media yeah, all social media mainly facebook and twitter and patreon check out the links in the description we have a lot of uh cool goals uh set up on our patreon like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh give us a topic for us to talk about and that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more who knows yeah. how long it'll take and that's pretty tight <laughs> that's the coolest thing <laughs> wait we're on the internet that's pretty good if you and don't... we can make money <laughs> what <laughs> if you donate a thousand dollars you get full frontal nudes we haven't set that up but it's a possibility <laughs> if you give us a grant who knows what will happen check us out I'll, I'll do that <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm a million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs>
for $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>